Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey man, he was in my face. I'm in your face. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. I don't have friends. I got family. Vroom, vroom, and welcome to another edition of Fast Friends, presented by the NBA That's Game. We're continuing our super popular summer podcast series of watching and breaking down every film from the Fast and Furious franchise, some of us for the first time. On deck today, the seventh movie in the franchise, Furious 7. I'm still J.E. Skeets, here with our FF expert, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. And we got our super producer, who some fans are saying is all over the place with his takes <laughs> on Twitter, uh, JD. Hello. Yes, I'm, I try to keep it, uh, I'm trying to judge each one based on its own merit, but it's it's getting hard to do. And I uh, I do realize that I am swerving all over the goddamn <laughs> yeah, place, like a Tokyo over. drifter over here. Throw the e-brake. <laughs> They are starting to blend together for oh. me as well. Uh, it's getting a little more complicated <laughs> as to remembering, did that happen in five or was that in six? Hold on. No, that was in seven. Yeah, in it's in Furious 7. That's right. Because that is the movie we're going to get to today. If you are a true fast friend and you are enjoying this summer series, why not leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and or subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. That stuff really helps us out in terms of rankings. Keep tweeting in your thoughts at No Dunks Inc. We love the feedback, especially when you're questioning JD. Swerving left and right. Uh, keep tweeting at us at No Dunks Inc. And if you have questions, you can email them in nodunksattheathletic.com. Just put fast friends right there in the subject header. Good to see our man TK with another uh, tank top on. The black one. Black tank top and skeets. You know I had to bring out yeah. the necklace. This is a big movie for the necklace. <laughs> oh, God. For being quite honest, the necklace uh, maybe should have been third or fourth build for Fast 7, I do think. I think you're right, man. This damn necklace. I was talking about it in 6. Now it's still here in 7. It's going to be here forever. Uh, the movie, Furious 7. Now, guys, I did not watch the extended version. Did mm. any of you sickos fire up that? Because I think there is Trace nodding along. Of course you did. You, well, it came up first on the search, and the only difference was three minutes. I was like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't it. know what the difference is. I don't know what three minutes you missed. It's probably like 20 seconds at the end of five different scenes sure. or something, right? I don't think the math on that works out, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but the movie was just as I remembered it. Uh, so I don't know what was extended. Okay. At okay, all. that's yeah. fine. We won't I, worry too much I think much I about read that. that it was the Rousey Letty fight is longer. Mm, okay, possibly. Right. But other than that, <laughs> sure, <who knows? laughs> that's okay. I'm, I can happily podcast <laughs> about Furious Seven with the extended fight between Rousey and Michelle Rodriguez. Okay, this one was released in April 2015. Budget 190 million. Listen to this box office. 
over 1.5 billion. Oh, that's a B billion worldwide. The first film in the series to reach that billion mark, and it did over 1.5. It's unbelievable. The skinny Deckard Shaw, who? Don't worry. <laughs> uh, he seeks revenge against Dom Toretto and his family for his comatose brother. I thought that was a hilarious IMDb like one-liner. Jesus, a little, a little dark there, but uh, right to the point. Okay, it stars all of the regulars. I'm not even going to say their names. You know them all. And Jason Statham, who is Deckard Shaw. We got Kurt Russell. Didn't know he was going to be in this. That was a pleasant surprise. I was like, man, we should have had Matty O on this one. Yeah. Doesn't he have a great Kurt Russell story where he was in an elevator with him once? Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. It was right when we moved here and, you know, going back and reading through the Wikipedia, you know, production notes and that kind of stuff. He was here to film Fast 7. That's, I mean, time-wise, oh it God, works right. out perfectly, Skeets. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that part. Uh, so, man, oh, we should have got Matty O back on the horn. But that's okay. Kurt Russell's in this. And... Jaimon Hansu as one of the other evil guys in this movie. It's directed this time, not by Justin Lin, but by James Wan. He takes over here for Furious 7. So we'll get into the entire movie. We'll do our fast parts, things we like, Furious part, things we hate. Uh, but Trey, what do you remember about the first time you saw Furious 7, I assume, in theaters? Oh, absolutely, Skeets. And just like the Fast and Furious crew back in the States, Adding to the crew, I saw this one with your wife, Nora. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> On the Saturday after uh, the movie came out, we went to a uh, theater here in Atlanta at Atlantic Station. Yep. And that's kind of how I knew that Fast and Furious had taken over the world. Nora made it a point to see this in theaters on opening weekend, the ultimate co-sign of something being cool and in the zeitgeist, <laughs> as you're saying, Skeets. 1.5 billion Box office? I mean, it's not just Nora who was hopping in to see this one in theaters. I messaged her uh, earlier today to see what she remembered, and she reminded me that when we saw this, we were in those big luxury recliners. You know? Oh, like, nice. Yeah, exactly right. We upgraded our seats. Uh, I think she said we were basically uh, horizontal for this, you know, watching up at the screen, <laughs> the perfect thing. She remembered laughing at all of Hobbs's lines because The Rock is in full wrestler promo mode in this movie. Oh, um, we both remembered the cast flex-off scene being oh. super funny. Who can forget cars don't fly? And another great part of going with Nora is that I could not leave without an Instagram. <laughs> this is my digital that. representation of joining the Furious crew here. Uh, yeah, we're sitting at 401 likes. Uh, so I'm hoping we can get this over 1,000. <laughs> Gotta go back quite a ways on the old IG, though. I specifically remember Nora asking me, do you want to come watch Furious 7? Uh, I'm going with Trey. He's got to go to watch it uh, in theaters. I said I would go. Uh, she was into it enough. And I'm like, no. I, I don't want to go at all. I've never seen any of the previous six movies. No desire to watch this. I'm sorry. I, I knew, I'm sure, about the Paul Walker death and all that. I, I was saddened by that. And I'm sure this was going to do big numbers. But I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I, I definitely don't want to watch all six before I go watch the seventh. Well... You know, yokes on me now. Look at me now watching these uh, years later, podcasting about them. But, you know, I did uh, did grab a Corona for today, nice. JD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in, in Paul's honor, and there's a lot of Corona talk in this one. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, cheers to Paul. And uh, 
and to Dom getting his corona in this movie. I'll, t- I'll take a swig. But JD, uh, did you watch this one in theaters? Do you? Remember? Uh, again, I have not seen any of these in the theater. I don't know why I keep asking you that. That's okay. It's yeah. okay. Um, I watched this one on a plane. I think. Um, I have no idea where we were going. We, we were probably together because when I fly, I'm usually with you guys. True. Um, yeah. And Summer it, League? Would that be possible? It could have been. It could have been. been. Came uh, out in spring? Does they, yeah. Do they get it on that plane, <laughs> you know, system by, uh, <laughs> maybe, by the summer? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. That's, maybe, yeah. yeah. I remember I, I watching it. I It was like I was in and out just sort of like, oh, whatever. I shouldn't watch this on a plane, but I'm going to. Mm. Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't available, right, so, uh, right. you know. Um, yeah, but I remember thinking, oh, okay, I guess. I don't know if I had seen, I definitely had not seen Fast 6 watching this the oh, first okay, time. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, so. You just fired was a bit it up, of, something just sort of just mindless. whatever, I guess, yeah. yeah, I guess I should watch this. And, you know, morbid curiosity, really, because Paul Walker had yeah. passed away and just, you know, wondering... How are they going to handle that? So. Yeah, let's let's just talk about that right now, right off the jump here. So production was halted on this uh, on December 1st, 2013, when they're making this movie, following the tragic death of Paul Walker, who was killed on November 30th. Um, I read that the director, James Wan, and Universal executives, they, they held a conference call to determine mm-hmm. how to proceed with the production of this in a manner respectful of his memory, because he was like halfway through filming at the time of his death for, for Furious 7. There was some consideration, you know, maybe we just scrap this thing all together. But, of course, they uh, eventually resumed production. And then they did a bunch of rewrites to address Walker's absence, probably moving forward in this series, give his character a proper send-off. And then they had to get creative, TK, um, sort of with making this movie with him only being in half of what they needed. So they used some of his dialogue and footage from previous Fast and Furious films. They used his brothers, I guess, Caleb Walker and Cody Walker as like doubles and voiceovers and like sort of stand-ins for for Brian O'Connor. They got creative with like computer graphics, I think at times, right? Almost like generate, putting his face oh, yeah. maybe on his brother's body in scenes and stuff like that. So, so pretty wild. Was that a big part like back in 2015? Like, you know, like morbid curiosity is the one way to put it. You're right, JD. But like, how are they going to sort of do this with mm-hmm. the untimely death? Was that sort of going on, TK? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's why this is the biggest movie in yeah. the series was because of the real life circumstances surrounding it, especially considering that Paul Walker died in a car crash of all yeah, things. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, people were certainly curious to check it out. And, you know, I guess we were this was 2015. We were 14 years uh, with Fast and Furious in our lives. And, you know, uh for a lot of people, I'm sure they were like me. They started watching him in high school, and now you're an adult. And, you know, Paul Walker's kind of in my same age cohort. So that's something to check out. And there's definitely um, a curiosity to watching this where you're trying to figure out which scenes are Paul Walker and yeah. which scenes are something that they've stitched together. Or, you know, is Jordana Brewster talking to really Paul Walker? Or just this is some back of some guy's head? Who yeah. knows? Um, so there's definitely a little bit of... Uh, movie magic trying to figure that out that I think drew people in as well but I mean certainly the circumstances of Paul Walker's death drove people to the movie theater yeah I was also watching it for the first time ever of course knowing that he's that he's dead but like thinking are they going to kill him in this movie that's what I kept thinking I was like that would be a little weird uh Mm -hmm. but maybe they do it it is a movie about racing cars and 
you know, jumping out of planes and cars and off cliffs. Like, it wouldn't be, you know, that crazy, especially with the whole he's a father angle and, like, really drive it home. And then Dom, like, maybe takes over as the dad as it moves forward. But, of course, they don't do that. You know, we're jumping right to the end here. And they did something much different, uh, which I actually thought was okay um, and was, you know, dare I say touching. I'm sure there must have been people crying in theaters. Like... I'm sure with the, yeah. with this with the ending and and how they did it though it is they try and really lean into it being uplifting mm-hmm. was that fair to say JD yeah absolutely I thought that I thought the send-off was extremely tasteful and uh you know, I wasn't crying or anything but I was a no. little bit uh you know got a little verklempt uh just the the, the the way they shot the beach scene and how everybody was like you could tell like he's already gone like this mm-hmm. has already been shot and it's we're not watching the characters anymore we're watching the actors basically say goodbye to to Paul Walker and then he drives off into the sunset and it was kind of beautiful um yeah and i i was shocked when i i read after watching this movie that Jordana Brewster None of her scenes were with Paul Walker yeah, the, because she didn't she all of her scenes were shot after because she wasn't available for the uh, mm. principal photography, I guess. So uh, that they did a an incredible job, I have to say, like uh, it was uh, I was looking for, as you say, Skeets, like which 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 scenes are are him and which aren't him. And uh, I you know, there were certain points yeah. where you're like okay well i remember that shot from fast and furious he looks 14 years younger there you know yeah. but uh but it, for the most part i it was it was seamless to me yeah yeah i, I would agree with that um there weren't many times where you're like oh that looks weird or that doesn't make a lot of sense because they really had to jam it in there from previous footage or the voiceover work or the stunt doubles like you only because you knew that he had passed were you like, oh, all right, uh, something's a little off with this scene. But overall, they handled it, I think, as really well as you can yeah. for, for, for going along with the movie. And TK, I don't know if you know the answer to this. Is it safe to assume if Paul Walker never dies, like Paul Walker is still in Fast and the Furious? Like, like there was no plan for him being a dad to Jack and then, be ha- and, and then having another baby. And I don't know if that was a rewrite, maybe even. Like, he wasn't being... Like, phased out, I assume. No, right? no, no, no. I think he yeah. was already considering the idea of making an eighth Fast and Furious. Okay. And I think that that's part of the reason that it, the next one happens so quickly after this one. I think Vin says something, you know, like, doing promo for Fast 7. He's like, Paul wanted to do Fast 8. And when your brother says they want to do it, you have to do it. it Vin Diesel lives the real-life Dominic Toretto. Paul Walker is my family. And I think it's great the way yeah. he sends him out in this, you know, like... Ultimately, the way it goes down is that Vin or Vin gives Brian the chance to have the life that Paul Walker really doesn't have. And I think it's kind of a, I don't know, it's touching to me, right? It's like Brian gets to go and live with his wife and his family and just raise right. him and be a dad because that's probably what Paul Walker really wanted to do with his life. And, you know, Vin knows that. So if it's not going to happen in real life. Vin has the power yeah. to make it possible in this movie. So, yeah, I I would have to imagine that it was going to be Dom and Brian through thick and thin as long as they possibly could go, and plans had to change. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, let's get into the movie. I hated it. <laughs> Zero stars. Worst one ever. Uh, okay, after defeating Owen Shaw... And securing amnesty for their past crimes, going back to the last movie, Dom Toretto, Brian O'Connor, and the rest of the team have returned to the U.S. to try and live normal lives. 
So what's going on here with our two main characters, at least, is we got Brian, you know, trying to get accustomed to life as a father. Uh, we got this this minivan scene uh, where he's doesn't know how to open the the minivan door. This guy knows everything about cars. Everything. Can't find the open door button for the minivan door. The, to the point the teacher has, has to reach in and help him out. Okay. So, so you know, he's he's not used to this dad stuff, this dad life. He's not about it, but uh, that's what he's doing. And then, meanwhile, you got Dom trying to help Letty, sweaty Letty, as we love to call her, uh, regain her memory because she, she still got amnesia uh, from, from the last flick. Uh, and he's he's trying to help her out. He takes her to Race Wars. Uh, <laughs> it's back! <laughs> I couldn't believe Race Wars is back. I, I was... Yeah. I, I sort of got excited. I mean, it's so long totally. ago at this point. Why, you're like, wow, my God. That's from... I'm like, that's from the first movie. And then I'm like, is that Hector? That's Hector. That's Hector. From the first movie that she punches when she like she has a bit of a freak out after she, uh, she wins her race. Got a little tip from Dom. She's racing. I couldn't... Tell if who was racing in sandals. Somebody was racing in sandals. Was I it think her? it was her. It was yeah. Letty. Sweaty Letty. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Sweaty Letty. Her feet are always sweaty. Yeah. Um, but she wins and like freaks out. She's had like these like, it's triggering, right? Being back at Race Wars. And that's why mm-hmm. she sort of punches Hector because everybody's just congratulating. Like, let her breathe a little bit. But anyway, uh, what do you think of the start of this movie? JD, we'll go to you first with, um, with Brian getting used to being a dad and then Dom really trying to get Letty back into being Letty, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good uh, strategy for Dom to try to get, uh, you know, take Letty to the familiar places. Mm-hmm. And I, like you, were was kind of pumped about Race Wars being back, you know? Uh, they didn't change the name of it, which is it, unfortunate. Yeah, but, yeah. but what, how are you going to fit that in, know. you know? Uh, hey, it's Race Wars. Race Wars? What's that? <laughs> we created Race Wars. Yeah. Unfortunate name, unfortunately. <laughs> like, uh, or, yeah, but he should have been like, why did we name it that? <laughs> yeah. Why did we changed it. <laughs> ah, we got the brand. We got the trademark. It's going to cost a fortune to switch that. <laughs> yeah, or they get there and it's just, it's basically like, oh, we're calling it Rumble in the Desert. <laughs> right. What's that? Well, it used to be called it Race Wars, but, uh, you know, thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you skipped over the opening of the movie where yeah, we sure. meet, uh, where, where we meet Shaw, right? Where, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to, I was going to get to it. You're okay. Right. All right. It's sort sorry. of a mean, it's a meanwhile thing, but you're right. It is gotcha, actually the gotcha. first scene. It is the first scene. But, but with yeah. this, you've, with our, with our two main characters, you're fine with, uh, what Dom's trying to do with Letty and, and Brian getting used to being a dad? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good idea to get her in a familiar place. I mean, unfortunately, she got overwhelmed and punched poor Hector. I mean, I God. But he could take a punch. He was, he was pretty good he was, spirits he was excited. about it, like, yeah. surprisingly. But, uh, hey, it's Letty. Sometimes she goes off, you know, and punches you right in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for Brian, I, this is where I I'll, already I'm angry. Like, uh, come on. As you say, Skeets, the guy knows everything about a car. Like, come on. Yeah. That, you know. And by the way, you don't... I, I know that everything changes when you have a child, but you don't need a minivan. You have several cars. Just one kid, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can put a car seat in literally almost any car, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I get it. It's like... You're in it. You, you want to show him as a dad. You want to show him hating being the dad role yeah. because he misses the bullets. I mean, okay, <laughs> he misses the sure. Bullets. 
But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I get what they were doing, but it was still, I felt insulted. And I'm going to say this as well. Skeets, you said in the last movie that you were just weren't feeling it. Like, I think you had just got back from traveling and you're yeah. just like, whatever, man. I was a little tired. And that was me watching this. I had a headache. I was just watching this going, come on. I felt like uh, like I was having a fight with my boyfriend, my new boyfriend, the Fast and Furious franchise. And now <laughs> just being a dick to me is just like, tri- like, why are you talking to me like this? I. You know, I'm 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 not a dummy. You know what I mean? Like, can you just talk to me like a a normal human being? Like, why are you being so condescending and weird right now? But and that's how I felt this entire movie. Oh, okay. Uh oh. But you just want to let yeah let the record show you didn't go in with a great I, yeah. mindset. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Trey. And again, we are going to get to the actual opening of this movie with uh, with Deckard Shaw seeing his brother, his comatose brother, as IMDb <laughs> puts it. Um, what do you think, though, about our two main guys here? Oh, I love it. Of course, Skeets. I'm on the complete flip side. For me, Fast Seven, or I guess it's kind of technically known as Furious Seven. Uh, there's so much fan service, but it's almost like uh, the producers are kind of paying you off. They're like, you've watched so many of these movies, we're in a chock full of references Mm -hmm. from the first six of them because this is an end of an era here. So I was loving going back to Race Wars. I let out a holy shit. Could not believe they were doing (laughs) Race Wars again. Love to see Letty still undefeated on screen at Race Wars. Maybe she's the best. That's why she's there in the sandals. Uh, An odd Iggy Azalea cameo, I thought. I was like, oh, I guess... She was one of the biggest names yeah. in the world in 2015. I did not remember that. They bring back Hector, another little bit of fan service there. I was totally for it. And then you get the contrast with Brian. Dom is trying to get his old life back with Letty. Meanwhile, Brian and Mia are trying to move on to their new phase in life. But you can tell Brian's having a hard time with it. He's still got his black vans on. Yeah, we <laughs> saw them. Great dad shoot. Yep, you know Brian's back when he's got the black vans. Uh, but, you know, he's doing what needs to be done. And we're setting the stage, honestly, for the ending uh, once everything yeah. comes in. And you can tell that that was like a huge part of the remake of this movie is the the family, the actual family storylines with Brian and Mia. Yeah, if you're writing this, the Brian character, um, into this one, you have two choices now that he's a dad. It's like, one, he goes full-on dad minivan, which they do, and is like, oh, I don't know anything about this world. Mm-hmm. Or, and you've seen it in other movies, he's like the cool dad that rips up there with Jack in the Toyota Supra, and yeah. the teacher is like, well, I don't know about this dad. Like, he's pretty <laughs> cool and hot, but uh, that, that car seat's really jammed in the back, right? <laughs> but so, you know. They went, they went with the minivan. A little weird you can't open the door. I, I didn't understand that, but it is what it is. And then Nora said she watched this again with me. So in the end, I ended up watching Furious 7 with my wife, which was wow. a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> family. She said, it really is all about family. <laughs> she said, Letty has amnesia, but why does she know how to drive still? Like, why is she an incredible driver? Still undefeated driver. I'm like, that's a pretty good point. I was like, I think their little workaround to that question was Dom giving her a tip, maybe? Like, if she doesn't have amnesia, does Dom ever give her, like, the keep it under nine or whatever he tells her to do with the RPS? I don't know what he even tells her. But, like, you nailed it. Yeah. uh, Or do they try and, like, slip that in there because they're like, we gotta, like, he's gotta help her a little bit because she does have amnesia. (laughs) And he gets a question. Is. 
Learning to drive a car like learning to ride a bicycle. You can never forget even, I don't know. And I mean, at the very least, Letty has been serving as a driver for Owen Shaw, right? Like she was driving right. for yeah, him. Right, right. She was driving for Braga prior to that. That doesn't answer the question of how she got those driving skills back in the first place, but maybe it's sort of, I don't know, her throughout this movie, her memories are coming flooding back. So maybe you put her in a car, say, hey, uh, you're the perfect girl. You don't remember anything, but do you remember how to drive? Yeah, Let's you're right. see. Yeah, you grip that wheel and maybe things start flooding back and it's just muscle memory. Yeah, yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, I will say about Race Wars, too. I feel like they have upgraded the actual uh, race course. There is a finish line now, like a checkered mm. finish line that I don't remember in the first one. It was like yeah, they didn't have the money. The The team just didn't have the funds <laughs> to like really lean into the production of Race Wars. I'm talking about Dom and Letty because we learned that they invented it. Uh, so it's nice to see now <laughs> that there's a, a legit... You know, race ending. They got the checkered line there. I knew who won. It was Letty, so it was good. I was I was yeah. happy about that. Okay, so let's get to uh, the real start of the movie. I, I buried the lead. Uh, Owen's older brother, Deckard, who is Jason Statham, he breaks into a hospital where his comatose brother Owen is uh, <laughs> being held, and he, he, you know, he basically just is there to let us know to his brother, like, I'm seeking revenge, like. Whoever did this to you, they're done. They're dead. Uh, you know, he's a badass. He, he's like even, he's like a souped up version, I guess, of his brother, who's a pretty mm -hmm. damn good badass. We were a fan of him in the last one as a villain. And, uh, you know, his, his brother Deckard here is is even a scarier, definitely scarier trick. Yeah, and I think that that's exactly what this scene is all about, right? Because uh, in Fast 6, once they finally start getting ready to deal with Shaw, Brian's got the line, we're not dealing with cops, we're not dealing with drug dealers. That's how they have to set the scene, saying things are going to get crazier here, and they do, no doubt about that. But this, it's a little bit of show, don't tell, because it starts with the cross necklace. We're seeing that cross necklace in the first minute of this Drink movie. every time we say cross necklace yeah. in this podcast. I would like to know what percentage of characters in the Fastiverse have touched that cross necklace. Because it's insane. It's like somebody has touched... Like, almost everybody has had this thing at some point. Like, like it's very weird to even think that Owen Shaw gets his hands on this necklace. Or Deckard Shaw gets his hands on this necklace. But it starts with them, you know, it feels like, oh, we're just getting... Deckard being a nice guy visiting his burned up brother. Yeah. And then it peels back. I like and that. And he leaves him a machine gun just uh, to rest with there. We've got the rest of the hospital staff is actually watching this and then it pans out. And oh yeah, Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw has gone through an entire hospital worth of protection yeah. for Owen just slaughtering people. The guy is the ultimate murder machine. And so the <laughs> levels have been set from the first five minutes in the movie. And it's not just them telling us, hey, things are going to get crazier. You've watched five minutes of this and you're like, whoa, this is like <laughs> as many gun deaths as we've seen in the entire franchise up to this point. And it's been 90 seconds. Yeah, he broke into this hospital or whatever. He just like, yeah, ran through absolutely everybody that was trying to prevent him from getting into the hospital to his brother just to tell his comatose brother, don't worry, I got you, little bro. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and here's a gun, too. Uh, crazy, crazy. That was a cool reveal, I will admit, uh, JD, where, like Trey just said, you'd think he's just talking to his brother in the hospital, and then it's like, oh, right. no, he's actually just like ran through this entire thing and nearly brought it down. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I admire James Wan's uh, confidence in uh, in shooting that scene uh, because we see the staff cowering in the corner, but it's mm-hmm. not in focus. You're still focused on Jason Statham, and then uh, you know it reveals the uh, the uh, the brother in the bed and stuff, and uh, and I was like, hot damn. It's a revenge film. I love revenge oh, movies, okay, man. Okay. How Kill they, Bill, eh? Yeah. How are they going to fuck this up? I mean, uh, it's it's uh, revenge is a dish best served cold. It's it's simple. It's it's brilliant, and it, it's almost Shakespearean at this point. Let's do this. Uh, but you know, they fucked it up. They definitely oh, oh, fucked this geez. movie up. Uh, and then I I watched it back, and I'm like, why is this? F- why is this so familiar, this scene of watching him walk out of a trash hospital? And, uh, oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen it before. Oh, yeah, for sure. I thought it's the exact same thing. Like It's like a, almost like a tracking steady cam of wa- watching yeah. the villain leave a hospital totally trashed. And, uh, yeah, so... But and for, I did for those like, listening, you were showing us a photo of... Yeah, uh, sorry, of, the, uh, of uh, the Dark Knight when the yeah. Joker leaves a hospital. Uh, you know... Which is a great scene. It's a better scene and another example of when the Fast and Furious movies have made me want to go watch a, n- a different movie. movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're really good at that. You're, <laughs> they you're not are. wrong. They are. So we then have Owen soon after he breaks in to the DSS office in Los Angeles to uh, extract profiles of Dom's crew. Uh, and this is where we once again see Luke Hobbs, The Rock, and Alina who's working for him though i think she's moving on right because he goes outside to give her a letter, like a, of, recommendation. A letter of recommendation which i was like talking to Nora, like what is he giving her like is that implying that she's moving on and Nora's convinced yeah she's she's done here she's got another job i don't know yeah. she's going somewhere else uh but when he goes back in that's when he comes upon deckard who's uh you know sitting there in the shadows and just downloading these files onto a usb key and he reveals his identity and you know he's a rogue special forces assassin and they fight and he ends up escaping deckard does because this guy loves bombs that is his weapon of choice (laughs) this guy's got so many bombs uh and he detonates a bomb and that is what severely injures hobbs takes him out for most of this movie because he like you know does the heroic thing sort of saves uh alina jump out the window they smash out the window as this bomb goes off and don't you worry where did he land where the fuck did he land thank god that car was there i mean landing on a car is like basically landing on a pillow oh totally yeah or or a bed um though you know at least they said he broke his arm and mm-hmm. broke something else. I forget what else he broke. Shattered but, uh, his collarbone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it put him up in the hospital. But uh, yeah, we get uh, our first a very Bond-like fight here, I thought, between between Hobbs and... Uh, we're just going to call him Shaw probably from now on. Sorry, yeah. Owen Shaw. You're, you're comatose, man. It, it's, <laughs> now, it's now Deckard Shaw. A uh, lot of glass breaking tray. A lot of tables breaking. I think we, we pretty early in this movie get the rock bottom. Yeah, from The Rock, which I was like, "What?" Uh, as a wrestling fan, I was like, "I couldn't believe it." Uh, I thought it was shot pretty cool too. And, and JD, you can chime in on that. Oh, but yeah, yeah. What do you think, TK? Well, I love the first shot we get of Hobbs. He's wearing the tightest tank top you could possibly imagine, <laughs> dripping in sweat, muscles jacked out of his mind. The guy looks humongous, and basically Neves calls him out. He's like, 
you're bored with this, these kind of arrests, right? Which, fair enough, because his previous arrest, he's been going around the world <laughs> not caring about laws at all, no, like throwing no. people onto cars and killing them with no impunity. The guy's just going insane at this point, so now to actually have to be doing stamps and stuff, of course that's going to be boring, but I do love that we get a fight between The Rock and Jason Statham right away, and I yeah. love that it's basically a fist fight between them two because these guys are both great at fake fighting. Like, I yeah. think Jason Statham is a martial artist of some sort, mm -hmm. but I know he doesn't have, like, fight experience. The guy's still an actor, whereas The Rock came up wrestling, right? So they know how to put on a great show, and you can tell. Uh, I love when Shaw, basically, it seems like he's gonna lose, but he jumps up and slams down the uh, light fixture oh, on yeah. top of his head, then he chucks that tech bomb that he's got. The Shaw's just great with tech, you know. Oh. Owen likes to turn off the lights, and uh, I guess Deckard likes to light them up. But <laughs> I thought it was a great intro to what Statham's all about in these uh, in this movie. Yeah, and and in this fight, JD, we get what we see a couple times in this movie, and I don't even know how to describe it. This camera yeah. shot where. Uh, in this one, I think it is falling over a couch, possibly, and the camera, like, it, it tracks follows, with yeah. them somehow, like, yeah. in a circular motion. Again, I'm not explaining it that well. Maybe you can do a better job, but no, we, we see it a couple times. I thought it was, I thought it was badass. I thought it looked awesome every single time he used it. I love it because it, it makes you feel, it, it just immerses you into the fight that much more and, and makes you disoriented as you would be mm. if... You were flipped and ended up uh, on a coffee table or whatever, and uh, and yeah, it happens a bunch of times in this uh, movie, and it's uh, I loved it every single time it happened. It's it's so cool. I also loved, uh, but backing up his stamp, the yep. captured, yeah, kachunk. That's the <laughs> loudest thing in the movie, right? Like kachunk. I mean, it has to be. It's the rock, and I also liked how. You know, for a hothead, gung-ho cowboy that Hobbs is, uh, he was very patient with a guy just sitting on his computer. Oh, like, yeah. there was a lot of a lot of posturing back and forth and just like, you better step away from that computer there, son. <laughs> it's just like... Oh, man. The Rock, we've seen him now for three movies. He started in Fast Five and then, of course, Six and now Seven here, Furious Seven. He is just morphing more and more and more into the actual wrestling character of the rock. Right. Like this is if it was Dwayne Johnson or even the character Hobbs, to me it's completely gone. Like I almost don't even want to call him Hobbs anymore. This is the rock. Totally. All these lines and, and we saw like little glimpses of it, and he would say some things, you're like, ooh, that's a rock line. But like it feels like every single line, TK, I know you know, JD, I know you hate wrestling, but he is just doing <laughs> A rock monologue. And then even, of course, now doing his wrestling moves. This is all who he is now. Yeah, the what it, Shaw says to him, I'm here for the team that crippled my brother. And Hobbs responds, it wasn't a team. It was one man. And he's standing right in front of you. The guy is just <laughs> threatening smackdowns the entire time. It would not be out of place, it feels like, for Hobbs to call Shaw a jabroni. <laughs> like, yeah. if he would have let that out, I'd be like, okay, fine yeah. with me. I guess you are the rock at this point, but... Why not lean into it, you know? And I think that, um, honestly, I think that that's kind of what becomes the problem for Vin Diesel is that as The Rock becomes more and more comfortable and more and more embedded in this franchise, people love The Rock. Yeah, I mean, The yeah. Rock is like the biggest star in the world, and I don't think Vin was really anticipating that, uh-oh, he's going to become the biggest star in yeah. this movie too? That's a problem for me, but I, I love seeing him lean into it. And, you know, 
they do a great job of taking advantage of just how massive Dwayne Johnson is compared to everybody else. Even oh, when yeah. he lands on that car and Neves lands on top of him and he's basically just like a gigantic human body pillow. Yeah. Like he looks as big as the car does uh, yeah. at yeah. that point. So yeah, they, um, you know, at this point, Dom is a superhero. Hobbs is a superhero. Everybody else is pulling off some superhero-ish moves, but I think those two have ascended to the top of the power rankings from a literal power standpoint because it doesn't seem like anything bad can happen to them. I know that Dom actually takes some hits in this yeah. one. He gets staggered a couple of times, which is good to see, but they feel invincible. Oh, my God. I, I do hope we're getting closer and closer to, to Hobbs ripping a big fart and then drops like a <laughs> do you smell with the rock or something like that. I hope we get that in eight or Hobbs and Shaw maybe, uh, maybe in his own movie. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Uh, what do you think, JD? I'll ask you first. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, uh, of Jason Statham as, as the bad guy, as the main villain in this, and how he goes about it. I read that he only says 17 lines in the entire film. Really? That's it. That's and it? Mo- and most of them are, are one-liners, and a lot of them occur pr- pretty early in the movie. Apparently, wow. that's it. Wow. It, uh, if that's true, and even if that's not true, he doesn't say a lot, if you think about yeah. it. Like, very, yeah, that's true. very few lines. But, um, you know, that, that sort of... You, you know, you said, I guess, in the last one that you uh, are a fan of this British badass that oh, is sort yeah. of, I guess, a silent assassin. What, so you must have been totally. loving this. Yeah, I, I loved it, yeah. I, he's great. He's a badass. Uh, I love the accent. Uh, I just love the swagger of uh, British gangsters. I don't know what it is. Maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's I, maybe I'm from British gangsters in my family way back <laughs> in the day. Who knows? But uh, got some peaky blinders in me. But uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's great. I loved him. And uh, you know, a great way to prove 
that you are a menacing villain is by kicking the rock's ass, you know, <laughs> which mm-hmm. he kind of does, I guess. He holds his own. He holds his own anyways against the rock, which uh, uh, good for him. Uh, so, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, he's, he set himself up nicely for at least an intercontinental uh, championship <laughs> at SummerSlam. He'll be on the card. Uh, yeah, and, and same question. Trey, you know, Jason Statham as this guy moving forward in this series. You, you loving it? Oh, of course. I'm a Jason Statham fan starting with Snatch, I feel like, was the yeah. first movie that I saw him in. And he's been mm, similar characters all the way through. I think at one point Hobbs describes him as a legitimate English badass, which... That's just what Jason Statham seems like. And you can, I mean, yep. he made an impact because they gave this guy a spinoff basically right away to the point where there was another character named Shaw before him. And he's not even the Shaw that's in the movie right. named yeah. after a Shaw. So, yeah. yeah, I can't believe he only said 17 lines. That's crazy to me yeah. because even in this scene where him and Hobbs end up getting in a fight at the DDS office, DSS office. Yeah, yeah I think DSS, DSS, I think. DDS would be a doctor yeah. of dental surgery, which <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would actually be a pretty funny role for the Hobbs. He's actually a dentist this whole time, just fixing people's teeth anytime they go around. Uh, but at the DSS office, he probably has five or so lines there when they're going back and forth, uh, kind of posturing to each other. So the fact that he maybe says another 10 for the rest yeah. of the movie and is still, you know, a scary villain and keeps showing up at the right places. Good stuff. Yeah. But again, it makes sense that at least according to this trivia that I have, that he says most of them in the first half of the movie. Cause if you think about near the end of the movie, he does not say a lot. I mean, yeah. I just remember him talking to the rock when he's, you know, in jail in the detention center at the end. And I can't remember even much more, maybe like a one or two lines there, of course with Dom later on, but it's crazy. Okay. So back to Dom for a sec. Letty and him are after the freakout at some point here. They're at the cemetery um, at her headstone because she's dead. Remember, like, that's yeah. what we thought. And uh, she's looking at that. They haven't taken it down. Though Dom straight up wants to smash it. I laughed. I laughed. <laughs> the you know, guy's got a sledgehammer. Holy. I'm just going to smash this gravestone. I know. And, like, and you, like, she's been back for a bit. Like, you could have done it. <laughs> With her not there, or at least, like, uh, said you're going to do it. But she's freaking out. I get it. And then she says goodbye. Like, she says, I guess, JD, I got to go. I, yeah. I got to. I'm messed up right now in the head. Uh, I got to go find myself. And she pieces out. So we don't see her for a little bit. Yeah, and fair enough. She got overwhelmed with uh, the memories that uh, mm-hmm. d- uh, that Dom was trying to trigger. And uh, yeah, so I would probably do the same. Like, I need some space. I need to figure this out on my own. So uh, see you later. Um, and, you know, typical alpha male just trying to smash things to, <laughs> to solve a problem. Suppress You're not going to solve anything yeah. here, Dom, by smashing this beautiful headstone i mean <laughs> hold on to it just change the dates down the road it's yeah it's a it's beautiful great plot. Headstone. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> that's in uh actually um oakland cemetery here in atlanta yeah. too which oh is, is it uh, yeah, it, yeah there's a when is that there's a scene where they rip out of the cemetery yeah uh, I can't remember where it is in the movie, uh, but I even said, maybe I'm pretty funeral. sure that's Oakland Cemetery, Tenora, and she was on the old phone going, yep, you're right, yeah. called it. So I, I think- assume, hold on, I'm assuming the headstone is also there, but I guess that could be anyway. Gotta go find it, unless yeah. somebody's destroyed it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> Doing what I should have done a long time ago. I guess you could put it on your to-do list. All right, well, Letty's back, I'm gonna go destroy the headstone. No, 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 no. sorry, I gotta go around the world. Yeah, yeah gotta go to Race Wars first. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our annual visit there. Um, so, 
We also have Dom going to see The Rock uh, in the hospital uh, where he's laid up. Uh, we learn that The Rock has a child. Or yes. Or has a child. We didn't know that. Never see a wife, do we? Um, I don't even think don't... we know if he is still married or what happened to his wife. <laughs> Maybe it's something to come. Who knows? But there's uh, an older girl that is uh, his, his daughter, and uh, she gets in some quips uh, on Dom. And basically, we get Hobbs saying, or The Rock saying, like, you know, go ahead and get this guy. Like, he's giving him the okay. Like, yeah. like <laughs> just go go take him down. I'm not going to stop you. I thought in this scene, I just wanted to throw this in here now. I was going to save it till the random notes. But uh, Dom is looking so much like Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> is it the like, clean white sexy? t-shirt? He's got nice. the clean white t-shirt. Yeah. Pretty tight. And yeah. he walks into that sterile hospital and i was like he's done some work here mr clean's been here and i and and then now i can't stop thinking of that creepy mr clean commercial that made the rounds a couple years ago where he's like he's like grinding on the mop and he's shaking his ass and it's like imagine vin diesel doing that yeah that's not it has he ever hosted saturday night live because that would be a very funny character for him yeah Yeah, jacked mr clean I don't know if he's ever hosted. We'll have to look into that. So uh, that's, that's got to be a roast, like a Roman roast in a future movie. Where it's like you know how he'd say, "Oh, yeah. I smell, I smell baby oil." It's like mm, I smell something lemony and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dumb. <laughs> or yeah, like or somebody like he he shoots somebody, blood spills all over the floor, and then Roman's like, "Hey, can you clean it up? Hey, you mop it up." <laughs> what it, it, you look like, Mister Clean? <laughs> Cut to Vin. Diesel grinding on a mop for five minutes. Yeah. They can make that the next short, actually. It, it must be in Vin Diesel's contract. He he can't be roasted. He can't be yeah. beaten in a fight, and you can't make fun of him either. They don't say ever really anything about him, do no, they? No, never. Not 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 his team, at least no. that I can remember. Um, okay, so yeah, we we get the uh, the okay from The Rock to Dom. Go do it. Soon later, we got Dom at the house. He is learning from his sister Mia that she is pregnant again, and he's trying to convince her to tell Brian. You should probably tell your husband. <laughs> you know he's not doing all that well. If we're being honest with uh, with his, you know being a dad with uh, with Jack, uh, he, he's you know, he's doing it. He's managing, but man, this is going to be a lot for him. You should probably tell him. But soon after this, or right there, Brian is there with Jack actually with the minivan. Um, a letter bomb that is sent from Tokyo, which Dom thinks it's from Han. What does he say it is again? What's he, he's like, what? is he Han like trying part? to convert me to a turbocharger? Yeah. <laughs> so just mail me a turbocharger. Oh, is that what he said? Okay, he's yeah. saying he mailed me a turbocharger. <laughs> it makes it sound like Han is always sending him like just parts in the mail. Maybe he is. Um, it explodes because that this is where we get the basically now the scene at the end of uh, Fast and Furious Six. Which is Deckard Shaw, after killing Han, killing in air quotes, uh, taking out Han, calling Dom and telling him, you know, getting him on the phone, I guess sort of triggering this package is right. is, is what he's doing here. But good thinking from uh, Brian there, slams the uh, minivan door shut. Got no problem closing this thing. That's right. Uh, <laughs> he's got it closed. No problem. Just do it manually. And, uh, you know, saves Jack. But everybody... Everybody gets like taken down. Nobody dies, but the the house is absolutely destroyed. Yeah, 
it is gone. Uh, the garage is, I guess, still intact with his charger in That's there. That's fine. Like, didn't touch it. but No debris or anything. No, it's totally <laughs> fine. But, yeah. And also within this, we do get... Um, and, and I was so happy, Trey, because I think you said it in the last podcast we did. So, the, the you know, the sixth movie. You said something like, every little breadcrumb, breadcrumb, every little, like, line early in a movie, you know it's coming into play later on. And so, Jack throws a little toy car that you know someone has given him and brian says hey cars don't fly and mm-hmm. i got so pumped i'm like cars are flying in this movie mark it down can't wait he'll probably say it again he does uh, i was so i was so excited all because of you i don't know if i would have really noticed that uh if uh, we hadn't been podcasting and doing the binge watch here so yeah that's what happens jd what'd you make of the explosion and and the setup there with the hey cars don't fly i guess from brian yeah i love i love the foreshadowing uh sure. The the explosion, uh, great, um, and I'm just happy that we've caught up with the present. We have we are now mm. in the present and moving forward. We don't we don't know what's going to happen. It's like a, an empty road in front of us. So right. uh, you know, uh, pour one out. Oh, it's for funny you mentioned Han. that, JD, because they say an open road helps you think. Bars. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I had never thought about that, JD. We are actually now everything is all well. Well, we're go- well. Hold on, we're going to Tokyo here in a second too, and, right? And good old Sean is back. But yes, the uh, the Han part of it all, yeah, uh, it's all tied together now. They they've done it. They've pulled it off, Trey, <laughs> successfully. The timeline, the timeline has been united. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was great. I love the explosion. I love the fact that you're seeing pretty early on that Shaw can get to Dom pretty easily. Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. he's known about, he's known about the crew for 25 minutes or so in this movie. And he's gotten to Hobbs, he's gotten to Han and he's gotten to Dom in all different locations. So yeah, certainly Dom has to be shaking in his boots considering he just got 1327 back. And now that thing is just roasting in the sunshine. It's it is gone. Um, Dom is now going to travel to Tokyo to retrieve Han's body, and then acquire the objects found at the crash site from Han's friend. <laughs> oh, there he is, Sean Boswell, and he's looking even older. <laughs> Sean is. Oh my god, this one. Oh, I was like, I mean, cool that they have him and that yeah. he's there. I mean, that's neat. Um, but. Wow, I was like, Sean, you were looking old in Tokyo Drift. I mean, you're looking really, really old here now. I think they used old footage with uh, Twink. Oh, totally. And um, mm-hmm. what's her name? I can't remember her name. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the, the the love interest of Tokyo Drift. Yeah. So that's uh, old footage. But Sean has to actually talk to Dom here. So they have to like have a scene where he's still looking as close as humanly possible, I guess, to what he looked like in the Tokyo Drift. In a weird way, it worked out that he looked yeah. super old as a 17-year-old in Tokyo Drift, you know, years ago, that it's like, well, now he's just, now, well, he's even older, of course, but it makes, well, hold on, no, 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 <laughs> no he's still on. supposed no, no, to be no, no, he's still 17, supposed to be 17 years old. Oh, boy, man. Yeah. Yeah, That's, yeah that, the idea that that man is supposed to be 17 years old when <laughs> he's talking to that. Vin Diesel. I'm all confused. <laughs> is, like, what did you say about hilarious. the movie? The, you made an Austin Powers reference. Not <laughs> right. Like, don't think about it. Don't, don't think, think about, about it. it. Just don't think about it. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, you know, this movie made a, a billion and a half dollars. You could 
Like, I've seen makeup and special effects make somebody look younger. Come on, yeah. guys. You, you could have made a... Like, you gave him the same haircut. Great. Good. I think he may have actually had his teeth fixed in between... Well, uh, there was just obviously he was older. Like, how much older is he? Ten years older? Like, uh, yeah, at least, right? I think it was so. shot in 2013. My God, the poor guy. Yeah, that was 2003. Was when Tokyo Drift released. Okay, so, so. he's a, he's a decade older. Yeah, yeah. He shot it before that. Wow. Yeah, we've all but, changed. But you know what? Don't think about it, or you're gonna go yeah. cross-eyed. Yeah, it's fine. But my God. Take a swig. The necklace is here. The yes. necklace is here. Yeah. Even Sean gets a touch of the necklace here. That's yeah. crazy, man. Like, Sean gets the touch of the necklace? He barely even knew Don. They shared 15 seconds of screen time together, but when that Tokyo Drift song kicks in, I think it's a DJ Shadow song, and they're showing, yeah. like, you know, the walk through uh the parking garage i was hyped i was like this is great man we're going back uh some hilarious lines between dom and sean my favorite of course who said american muscle can't drift oh yeah I know. <laughs> oh my goodness oh, God. i dom can't even lose a race off screen yeah no right like <laughs> it's pretty clear that dom won this race Han said you were fast but not that damn fast <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so country man <laughs> this guy's so country but yeah it just uh, continues the theme of there's no way dom can lose at anything even like a verbal sparring that guy's not taking a loss here yeah. and i also was just dying laughing at the personal effects found at the scene for han it was just a picture of giselle yeah. in a bag and a cross necklace yeah okay from a car that exploded yeah we yeah. saw it was nothing but flames but the photograph <laughs> somehow <laughs> survives look at this photograph <laughs> sean, oh, sean could have delivered that line really well oh, yeah. sort of country uh you know very nickelback like um yeah those are the two things he gets you know it ties it all together um i did think it was funny that we get Mia and Jack are at, where are they? They're at Mando's Fortress, they say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where, do we, who's Mando? That guy is somebody, I think. I think Mando is some entertainer okay. of some sort. I don't know who he is, but I guess it's just giving us a reason to know what's going on yeah. with Mia yeah. and Jack. And like, like you're saying, Mia didn't film any scenes with Brian, basically. Uh, so... They just like here's where she's gonna be for the entire movie, so you sort of know, but they really kind of just gloss over it. It's basically like, well, Dom set me up someplace, so I'll just be off screen for the entire movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I just meant like Mando isn't somebody that we've seen before, though. No, right? I, I don't think, think so. so. Okay, okay, that's the part where I was like, am I supposed to know who this guy yeah. is? Like, this guy's got a lot of money and he's got a great place and he's got a lot of security. Is what movie was this guy in? Again, this is where you start like uh, losing track of uh, some of these characters. Okay, you guys are telling me he's uh, sort of new here. They just know him. Um, also, Dom says like when he's going to go to Tokyo to bring Han home and then he tells Brian he'll see him in LA in like two days. This guy moves quickly, man. <laughs> uh, Fast and Furious on planes as well. This guy, he must have Nexus. See, this guy <laughs> never waits. Never waits. See, like That's a, a pretty long trip. I know you're in California to Japan. Okay, it's a little better than flying from the East Coast here in the States, but uh, still, man, it's not yeah. a short flight. This guy's there and back and raced and got some goods and got a body and, and, and he's there. And <laughs> he's, uh, no, no delays with any of these flights. So, that is great. Anything to add to to the uh, Tokyo Drift scene from any of you gentlemen? No? Okay. I think we covered it. Let's keep it going then. We get 
Um, a, a funeral, another funeral here. Dom, we get Brian, we get Tej, who's ludicrous. We get Roman, who is Tyrese. Uh, they are mourning. It's said in the Wikipedia write-up, they're mourning Han and Giselle. Ooh. I'm like, no, they weren't. No. They weren't. And I, I, and the reason I bring that up is I wrote in my notes, like, Man, they didn't, we didn't see much for uh, Giselle going bye-bye. Like, uh, no yeah. love for Giselle. Yeah. Even, um, Tej says at one point, I can't do no more funerals. Or I guess it's Roman says, I can't do no more yeah. funerals. And Tej says, first Han, now Hobbs is laid up of all people? Yes. Wow. They don't even mention her. Yeah. So I guess they didn't go back and check for her after she, you know... Uh, saved Han's <laughs> life. We were talking about that during Fast Six. So like, go and check on her. She's just, you know, I mean, it could be anywhere from four to six miles up the old runway there, but they never go and look. But, yeah. you know, Han kept her picture, so yeah. I guess she's being mourned a little. Uh, they should By have Han. given her a funeral, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, but how much time had passed? Because all of Tokyo Drift happened after the plane crash, right? So... Okay. I mean, what are we talking here? And uh, uh, the Jack was how old? I guess he was born at the beginning of the last one, and now he seems to be what two a or three? Three? Yeah. Two yeah. Two. I bet it's about a year later, right? Like, is that is that reasonable? I, yeah, sure. I, I think what Trey is saying is right. Throw in the very small line of I can't do any more funerals. Yeah. Perfect. Uh-huh. Great. Yeah, man. Uh, first Giselle, yeah. now Haunt. Just say that even. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. worry about Hobbs. Hobbs isn't dead. <laughs> yeah. you know? He's hurt. He's hurt. He's not dead. Uh, yeah, just I just would have really liked Giselle's line and name in there. Just yeah, name dropper. Have, have some respect. Jesus, yeah. Um, okay, so they're at the funeral. And this is where uh, it, Dom like smells car. <laughs> You know, we've seen this before. <laughs> Brian once smelled oil and Corona on Dom yeah. at a funeral. Well, Dom's like, I smell fast car. I smell it. Yeah, I smell. I smell a British man. Mm. Um, and he takes off and and he loses his jacket somewhere in getting into his car. I noticed that he had a nice jacket on at the actual funeral, but once he's in that vehicle, he's like, that's off. And he chases Deckard. To an underground tunnel again. I think that's the Gulch here in Tro- in Atlanta. Oh, could Tro- be. In, in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. That's very similar looking. I'm almost positive yep. it is. There's I, there's be. that one part where they go down. I was like, that's the Gulch. I've 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 drank beers with Larry Luke down there before an Atlanta <laughs> United game. It'd be awesome if uh, Larry Luke's in the corner <laughs> having a drink. Um, so they're they're here. They're 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 not here. They're in L.A. and they get into their first fight here. Um, well. They smash their cars into each other. Yeah, is what they do, and then they fall. Do they then fight? Yeah, there's some mm-hmm. fighting going on. Uh, no, the, oh, they they're about to fight. He, uh, they they're crash their fight. cars yeah. head on, and yes. then they both get out. Uh, Vin has a sledgehammer, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he goes, always brings it to the graveyard with yeah. it. Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Hey, you reinforced your oh, car. Right. That's like weighting your gloves." It's like. What? <laughs> so this is a thing you do regularly is play chicken and crash cars hey. like this? Is This is a thing? And, he, and he's accusing him of cheating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cheating at chicken. And then he says, oh, you, th- you thought this was a street fight? And then he's, he's about to right. shoot him, and then Josh the repellers that. come yes. in. Yes, yes. Okay, that, that's right. There is. A, it's just the crash. 
Dom thinks it's a street fight. Deckard says, you idiot, I'm about to shoot you in the head, Mr. Clean. Uh, but yeah, th- this covert ops team arrives, opens fire, and we learn it's led by a man named Mr. Nobody, who is uh, who is Kurt Russell, who comes to the rescue here, Trey. What, what do you think of the crash? And uh, well, the first, I guess, real encounter between Deckard and Dom. Dom can't even lose a game of chicken. <laughs> Straight up tied, man. Come on. Take a loss here sometime, buddy. Make yourself look better on the come up. But uh, I don't know. I mean, we've seen one game of chicken so far in this movie or in this series. And I think it was in Too Fast, Too Furious, right? Where uh, uh, I think it's Brian ends up pulling it against either Fabio or Fonzie, whichever oh, of those yeah. two guys mm. it is. But in that one. The villain flinched. In this one, neither of them flinched. And I think that that's supposed to tell you something, too. I liked it. Uh, And then it seems like, oh, no. Dom's really in trouble here. We know that uh, Shaw is not playing by the same rules that they are. He's not trying to get in fights here. He's just going to shoot you in the head and move on to the next thing. He's basically Jason Bourne. His his government has abandoned him as an assassin. (laughs) But, oh, Change up. There's another new star in this series here. Mr. Nobody, Kurt Russell. I was happy to see him. He's a good old action hero. So I love when like a new movie will do that. Bring back somebody from the previous generation who was a big star in movies similar to this. So I was loving seeing it. I read somewhere that they wanted like Denzel Washington Mm -hmm. to play, uh, I assume, Mr. Nobody. They wanted him like in a smaller role in this movie. Um, Somewhat like a big, big name like him. But I, I don't know why it didn't happen. Maybe like filming uh, reasons, or maybe he just didn't want to do it. But yeah, Kurt Russell, I think he's, I think he's pretty good. He's pretty believable as this Mister Nobody. Yeah, you're a little bit like, what the hell? Who? Now, another guy, <laughs> another guy with a bunch of money and all the tools, and like really wants this thing. And like you immediately think, which is a weird little twist. Like he wants this God's eye, uh, which which we'll get to, and, and yeah. what we end up tra- like tracking down. But he's like, I'll help you then. And, like, I'm convinced the entire time, like, he's going to turn on you. He doesn't care about you, Dom. Like, he's just using you to get what he wants. And then, nope. He's like, okay, cool. I'll help you out. Yeah, here you go. Let's let's use it now. So I was like, okay, I didn't see that coming, at least. Uh, That wasn't a a classic trope. Um, But, yeah, we we get him here, and he's going to help them out, um, J.D., and we go to an air base, I guess, or something like that in El Segundo, California, I think. Yeah. Don't lose your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Secret base somewhere. Uh, yeah, I too was very happy to see Kurt Russell. I love Kurt Russell. Uh, he's perfect for this role. I, I was the same as you, Skeets. I thought, oh, this guy's going to double cross them. There's, yeah. He's, and that's the great thing about Kurt Russell is that he's got this smarmy charm to him. So... It's like, is this guy for real, or or is he just pouring on the charm? And you never really know, and that's good. Like that's a you're sort of always on your toes when Mister Nobody's around. He won't even tell you his real name, and then he takes you to this awesome uh, hangar with all these gadgets and toys, and uh, and this is a it's a perfect sort of. Uh, here's the guy that's going to usher us into the new level, the secret new level. Achievement unlocked. We are in spy mode yeah. now. We are, have officially crossed over into the Avengers, uh, James Bond. Like there is no going back from this, and uh, I'm I'm happy about it. I uh, this is where I want to be. This is my it's my wheelhouse. It's my comfort zone. You know, <laughs> I love this stuff. Yeah, the uh, that necklace gets passed around more than the Infinity Gauntlet at the, <laughs> at the end of uh, Endgame. Uh, one thing about Deckard, I just thought of too. 
totally opposite from his brother Owen, whose code, if you remember, was preci- precision. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not Deckard. All yeah. he does is like throw bombs, not very precise, and will jam his, or ram his car into uh, you know another man's car like no problem. Like you know, I I think what I'm getting at here is I can see now how little brother Owen lost 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 the way a little bit with his code about precision when he went crazy with the tank. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, he's mm-hmm. like, that's 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 what my brother Deckard would do. Just get this <laughs> tank run all yeah. over people because that's what he would do. Um, for sure. Okay, so Mr. Nobody says that he's going to help Dom and the crew stop Deckard if he helps him, gets, helps him get God's Eye, which is a computer program that uses digital devices to track down a person and save its creator, a hacker named Ramsey, from this Nigerian terrorist named Mose Jakande. So, yeah, a little bit, a lot going sort of on here. Mr. Nobody going to help Dom Get Deckard if they get this God's Eye thing, but also you got to get the creator, this hacker named Ramsey, from right. this other bad guy named Jaconde. I think I have that right. Correct. <laughs> right? So it goes, you know, it's going to go get Ramsey, get God's Eye, get Shaw. That's the, right. the, the path of the movie here. And, and you, can the, u- you can use God's Eye to yes. find Deckard. And again, we, th- we, thought, we thought there was no way he was going to let him use it, I thought. R- yeah, but... Also, if you want to find Deckard, just fucking go outside. He's everywhere. He shows up wherever they are. Yeah, he in wants literally to kill you. every scene. Exactly. Yeah. He's hunting you. Use yourself as bait, and then you'll find him. So that this is the moment where this movie lost me. Like it was just like, okay, all right, mm. you're not even trying now, guys. Honestly, like you know, the, even when Mister Nobody, when they first meet him. And he's like, oh, by the way, I can get you Deckard. Oh, the guy that was just here? Like, literally, if we all run, we could probably catch him? you That's what you're offering me? Uh, okay, I guess so. But you're also offering me a beer, so I guess I'll go with you. I'm going oh, to yeah. come you with you. You did do your research. Yes, yes. He wanted to give him a Belgian ale. <laughs> Dom wasn't feeling it, so he yeah. pulled out that bucket of Corona. I wish I had a bucket of Corona in front of me right now. I'm almost done my one here. Hey, Mr. Nobody, I need another... <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I'm with you, JD. I, I got to admit, this is where in the movie, uh, this this whole God's eye and then the and the added layer of Ramsey and then another villain in Jakarta. Ah, it, uh, it got to be, uh, I'm with you, a little, a little much. Uh, the, yeah. Just a little too convoluted. Uh, Trey, what did you, what do you make of the this part of the movie? All I could think was that as Mr. Nobody is explaining how dangerous God's Eye is, and he says something along the lines of, if this gets into the wrong hands, this is the worst thing, you know? Like, he's like, we can't let the wrong people have this, saying, we can't let Shaw or Jaconde have this because it's going to be mayhem for the entire world. But I also don't think Dom is the right guy to be in charge of God's Eye. I mean, we know him first and foremost as a thief. That's how he started. He has been traveling the globe, destroying every city he visits to. (laughs) And Mr. Nobody's like, yeah, but if you're doing it for us, it's going to be okay because we're going to find this guy who's actually trying to find you the entire time. So I was a little unsure why. It definitely feels like they're trying to set up a twist for Mr. Nobody uh, in this to somehow he's working uh, with Shaw or he's working with Jaconde. And I mean, who knows? Maybe that could have originally been the plot uh, before things changed uh, and they had to rewrite some stuff. But 
Um, it was very weird to me that uh, he would willingly turn over the greatest super weapon um, <laughs> on Earth just for Dom to be able to settle a score. That was a little unbelievable, yeah. but I don't know. I love it how Mr. Nobody's like, yeah, I knew that's what you were going to say. I got your whole team here. And then they yeah. just start rolling up. This guy's done the research and... Dom needs a Mr. Nobody at this point, because we've seen that they're going to be clearly outgunned compared to what Shaw has been able to do. He's already been a step ahead uh, this entire time, and he's got way better tech, way better weapons. You need something to beef up the crew of the Fast and the Furious. So, yeah, we'll throw you a Mr. Nobody. Yeah, but even with all that said, Mr. Nobody is going to compliment Dom on his crew. Right. Uh, Vin Diesel <laughs> has to get... You know, the accolades here. Like, <laughs> what a crew. And, you know, look, I don't think we need to take long on this. Like, every one of these last couple of movies, we get the, the whole team back together in mm -hmm. one room. Let's come up with the plan. This time, the joke in this scene is Roman is going to have the plan, which will pay off, you know, soon here as we start falling out of airplanes and cars. Uh, yeah. There's not really a whole lot more to add, so I'll keep us moving here. Because, Except for, I will oh, say it's weird. Oh, Letty, Letty, comes back too. Letty yeah. is the last one to come right. and join with the crew. Of course, she notices the cross necklace and it gives her a flashback. <laughs> they are all completely <laughs> like dumbfounded that she would show up and she says, Han was my family too. You were just leaving Dom because this is too hard for you being involved with this when clearly you should have memories. The whole time you've been saying, I ain't got no memories. So what is her draw to helping Han? I mean, I guess she's trying to stay bonded to the family, of course. Yeah. But we just saw her saying, I have basically no connection here and it's impossible for me to be around you people. Yeah. That was strange to me. That was super strange. 100% agree with that. Uh, so the plan is, guys, Dom, Brian... Letty, Roman, and Tej airdrop their off-road modified cars over the mountains in Azerbaijan, Bajan, excuse me, to ambush, ambush, I can't talk right now, I've had one corona in the bag, ambush the Condé's convoy ambush. and rescue Ramsey. Okay, I could have just said it like this. They're going to get in a big plane and they're going to skydive in cars is what this scene is. And we get the whole hilarity with Roman not wanting to come out. So Tej has modified it to that he can just send him out of the car uh, <laughs> by opening his parachute. And then he, and it was actually funny when his car is like, just like, they're already, they're already on the case. <laughs> they're already chasing the uh, convoy. And like, he's just floating around in the background. I'll catch up with you guys later. Um, one part of this, I thought it looked cool. Apparently, they actually did this, JD. It wasn't CGI'd. Yeah, yeah, was, I read that they were, too. They were dropping cars out of a giant airplane and sort of parachuting them down. I don't know how, I don't know where the, the realism turns into CGI, but pretty cool looking. And I laughed so hard. There's a scene quickly in here where Dom... Dom thinks he's driving the car yeah. while skydiving. <laughs> yes, he does. He's literally driving. <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. driving it, man. Yeah, uh, he does it, he does it later too. He pulls some kind of crazy jump, and you can see him like trying to steer in the air. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, the wheels are probably turning a little bit, but it's yeah. not like a rudder out there. You're not <laughs> piloting a boat or something. No. But uh, yeah, very funny. Anytime he's trying to drive, but I will say I love this scene yeah, where cool the cars looking. are falling out of the airplane. This to me is like such a much more satisfying airplane-related Fast and Furious stunt. Like. 
okay, they did the plane in Fast 6, but the cars are still on the ground. I mean, they're getting pulled up a little bit here and there. It's still basically taking place on the ground. When you think of an airplane, you don't think of it taxiing on the runway. You think of it flying through the air. So this, yeah. to me, is the real Fast and Furious plane stunt, and it's super impressive. I think they said that they did the drops with these gigantic uh, these gigantic parachutes, and the parachutes they use are actually pretty similar to the ones they describe where they're activated by GPS and stuff. And then they also had, part of the scene was they would drop cars from like 10 feet off the ground, oh, and right. the stunt driver had to like floor it as they were landing to be going 40 miles an hour when they hit, and wow. then it just looks like they're hitting and going super yeah, hard. So cool. yeah. to be able to pull this off with like practical effects, I think is incredible. Um, I agree. I, I've skydived once before, uh, one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life, and I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before, but the best part actually wasn't myself jumping out of the plane. It was when I was on the plane and my buddies, uh, It was I was with my buddy Chris actually and my buddy Dub, they went before me because they weigh, I don't know why they did it, but they said it was because they weighed more. I think it was just where we were on the plane maybe, but that was the most exciting part was when they went to the edge of the plane and the door is open. And of course, like we've got like a, a professional like attached to our back, but it's yeah. like seeing your friend just like fall out of the airplane was like the crazier. It was yeah. in a weird way. It was a crazier rush than myself going to the edge right. of the plane and jumping out. It's just like, and maybe it was because it was like before I had actually done it, it was surreal. So like this took me back to that and like the cars like just zipping off the back of it looked, uh, Looked pretty badass, and we get the little humor there with Roman. But what do you think, uh, JD, of this scene? Yeah, I I loved it as well. I was very surprised to see that it was uh, mostly practical what the, what they did, and I was scratching my head like, why? Why would you do that? But then again, it looked amazing. So yeah. uh, kudos to them. Uh, that this is where the Fast and Furious franchise in general shines with these kinds of mind blowing stunts and. Uh, and I thought that it was really well done, and I loved the shot of um, Roman's car spinning around yeah. while they were all, you know, landing and and where they're supposed to be, and and he's just off, you know, lands wherever he lands, and uh, I laughed. I was enjoying yeah. myself again with my with my boyfriend for finally during this uh, movie. <laughs> so, well. This is just the precursor, them falling out of planes, to this crazy, crazy scene here where so much happens because they're trying to save Ramsey from the bus, which Brian basically ends up doing. He has a you know a fist fight on there. Again, we get that cool uh, camera that flips yeah. because the bus ends up flipping. Um, you know, Roman does show up. He saves Dom by, by flipping Shaw because, yeah, Shaw's there. We don't need God's eye. You called it, JD. <laughs> He's there. Uh... Brian ends up hanging off of that bus that flips, which is then hanging off the side of a cliff. And he like scurries his way up and runs up the bus while it's sliding off. He is not going to make it, but Letty provides the, uh, let's call it a drift assist. as she like sort of skids in there, puts her spoiler over the cliff and like he grabs onto that. Awesome. Uh, You know, like we're not even done here like we have them going down the cliff uh i guess that is dom with ramsey right after they were surrounded by jaconde you know he just like he does a he does a cool drift move he does his burnout and kicks up all the dust but he's completely surrounded he can't go anywhere so he decides to just take it off the cliff i thought he had like a backup parachute oh totally i was like okay that's 
That's pretty lame, but you know, when you do jump out of a plane, you do have a backup parachute, so maybe they threw it on this car, but nope. Yeah. He just, because the car's been modified to like withstand this, he tells her to put on a helmet. He doesn't need one. He's got a big old noggin. And uh, <laughs> I mean, again, I, like, I just went through everything there. So Trey, is there specific from this insanely long scene from the start of them jumping out of the plane in their cars to, I, I guess, the ending when they... Uh, you know, Brian survives and Dom and Ramsey survive. Like, what was the craziest part I mean, to you? Incredible scene. Uh, starting with the plane or with the cars falling out of the plane. I think it's great to see Tej like finally driving in this. You know, Ludacris is out in front leading the battering ram. Uh, Dom at one point says, It's not just about being fast. You got to respect the Furious, and they're going with the Furious here. <laughs> I also like a little bit of subversion of uh, expectations here because we've seen them chasing down uh, a bus or a tanker or a semi like this so many times. You think, yeah. okay, they're going to pull off some kind of thing. You know, Dom's telling Letty, go hook up to this. <laughs> yeah. Shoot your carpoons. Yeah. We got <laughs> carpoons. <laughs> and you think this is going to be smooth. They're going to pull this off very easily. But, oh, no, the game has changed. Look at these massive machine guns yeah. they shoot out yeah. of the back of this. Not to mention, we've got a martial artist who's going to fight you here. So I liked that part of it. And then, I mean, the Brian running up the side of the bus, jumping and getting saved with the dwi- uh, the drift spoiler. Incredible. <laughs> the best Brian C uh, stunt in the entire franchise, yeah. for sure. And I think it almost, it definitely overshadows, but I think the chase full speed down the mountain when uh, Dom and Char are kind of like going oh, yeah. side by side and they're having to go through all the trees and you can tell, I mean, they're in the mountains, so it's obviously very steep it feels even more high speed than usual you don't actually know how dom's gonna get out of it once he finally gets cornered on the edge there does the hilarious uh donuts for just a while like i don't know maybe if you're jaconde let off a couple of shots then when he's just spinning in front of you you know he's right there crazy to think that if jason statham only has 17 lines one of them is this is this scene where he's watching it and he says Interesting. <laughs> they burned one of the lines on interesting. Down to 16. Yeah, down to 16. But I don't know. Roman coming back, the way Don gets out of it, the Brian jump. This is a great, great set piece. Yeah. yeah. JD, JD, grade this set piece. You loving it? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I mean, the only part of it, well, there were two things I didn't like. One okay. was, uh, we didn't need the the drift assist, I don't think. Like, he could have uh, just grabbed a stick, and I would have been just as satisfied. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. It actually took me out of it, having this ridiculous move, like, as if she would as be As if able she could, to... like, track that he's not going to make it. Oh, totally. Running up a bus, yeah. Or even see that he's on the bus at all. Like, it's angled weirdly and she's in a car but anyways yeah it's a fast and furious movie you got to incorporate the cars fine i i'm fine with it in the end but i was sort of like okay like after a huge set piece like that and then i and then i'm like going oh come on you know like if he had just grabbed onto the cliff and she could get out of the car and help him up and then you all right man (laughs) then i'm good and the other thing that i didn't love was like the all the posturing and all the, hey, put your helmet on. This is going to be crazy, you know? And I thought exactly the same thing, Skeets. He's got a parachute or maybe the fucking thing has wings. I don't know. (laughs) But, like, that's a lot of confidence and a lot of, like, uh, posturing and just 
being a badass when your plan is to drive your car off a cliff. I mean, it's just probably a stupid thing to do. You're probably better off just surrendering, really. But uh, okay, but but this is what this was all this. You got some cojones, Dom, is all I'm saying. Like, come on, like just uh, maybe like, hey, I don't know if this is going to work. So (laughs) put your helmet on and then drive off the cliff. Not not like I'm so certain this is going to we're getting away. So just strap in and and be yeah. impressed by me. Uh, yeah. Drives off a cliff. I mean, <laughs> that, that was the plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, we're improvisers. What can I say? <laughs> hey, it, it worked, and they do escape. They they avoid obviously Deckard Shaw. They avoid uh, Jaconde. So now they've they've got Ramsey. That's a big piece here. And there's a scene here where like <laughs> she 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 first off she clocks all of them about like their their character and what they're about. Mm-hmm. Um, but also lets them know, oh yeah, I've shipped the device to a friend in Abu Dhabi. So I don't even have the thing that you guys need or Mr. Nobody, I guess, need. So that's going to get us to Abu Dhabi. We'll get there in a second. But very important in this, uh, you know, sitting down uh, at the dock by the bay or whatever the hell they're sitting here. <laughs> <in this. laughs> um, and I couldn't believe it because I brought it up in the last podcast where I was getting upset in wondering, are Dom and Letty married? Like, right. What's going on here? All right, I'm bringing that up, and I'm all angry. Why can't we know? We should know. You know, is there a ring or not? Uh, in this scene, in this scene, I think I have it right. When she's like saying all these things, because she calls Dom Mister Alpha or Alpha, and calls uh, Letty Mrs. Alpha, and yeah. somebody corrects her, right, and says they're not married. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe. <laughs> they they addressed it in this way of all ways. Yeah, I, I was like, "All right, settles it. I'm good." Of course, later on in this movie, we're gonna learn they are married. <laughs> and there was a wedding, a small wedding. Everybody's wearing white, uh, just like Mister Cleanwood. And didn't uh, I speculate I that it was it. during Los Bandoleros, which is when it happened, right? It totally was. I I was amazed. Amazing, and like guys. I'm being completely honest with everybody watching and listening to this. I have never seen these movies. I've I haven't gone ahead. Of course, maybe I've seen like what Hans coming back. I thought he was dead. Like the odd little like oh, I thought they were dead. They're back. But I don't know anything about these. And this whole rant I went on about the marriage and like yeah, when were they married? We called it a wedding shoot when they were in Los Condoleros. It's incredible. It's incredible. I, I couldn't believe this world building that was happening here. But I still don't get why somebody said they're not married. Yeah, because nobody <laughs> knew. They got married in secret. That was oh. the big reveal at the All end. Right. right. All right. That's really weird for a guy that's always talking about family <laughs> to keep that a secret <laughs> that he's married to this girl that he loves. That's right. a weird decision from Dom. Yeah. And Letty, for that matter, before the amnesia uh, kicked in. So, okay. You can't tell somebody they love you. I was, I was so pumped. <laughs> I was so pumped. Um, okay. Anything from the doc scene where Ramsey's <laughs> like, you know, this brilliant, uh, you know, what do you even call her? Just, uh, what do you call somebody? They call that her can... a hacker, right? Well, she's yeah. a hacker, but I mean in, in like But uh, she can read assessing, the room. Read yeah, the room, She yeah. can read uh, She'd be read a great poker player, are. I guess. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And, so, of course, there's the... Uh, she's a girl. She's a hot girl, oh, yeah. and she's a hacker. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that that leads uh, to Abu Dhabi, where these guys are like, their eyes are falling out of their head with her in the water. 
Yeah. Uh, right? Before they yeah. come up to that little cabana there. and Creeping hard. Yeah. That was strange. Strange, strange. Like, nice, nice homage to James Bond, though. Yeah. Because we've very, seen very that shot fun. many times. Yeah. Um, is Ramsey in this for the long run? Like, is she, uh, she part of the crew? She's yeah. back. Okay. All right. Nice. Great. Okay. <laughs> so that means she's going to hook up with Roman or or maybe even Tej? No or, way. Or, all right. Anyway. I mean, Tej pretty impressive in that fight, you know? Oh, Tej is... Tej has, like, skyrocketed up my power oh, yeah. rankings. And he was already pretty high because he's, like... You know, he knows his limitations. He, he's very smart with his money. He's a smart guy. He's probably the yep. smartest of the bunch. Can still drive great. And now we learn, yeah, he's got some fighting skills to him. But I could have done without him also being like, gosh. Yeah, exactly. Woman. That's nice. why I don't think that she would ever go with no, either of those. So either. And it was a bit of a blown opportunity because, you know, basically it's Michelle Rodriguez has to come and say, hey, knock it off. You know, right, right. but it would have been so much better if it had been Paul Walker or even Vin Diesel come out, come along and say, guys, what, what do you do? Like, yeah. she's not she's not an she's object. Family. You know, she's part <laughs> she's part of the crew now. Like, take take it easy. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah. uh, oh, well, yeah, baby we- steps, baby steps. Yeah, we're drooling over Ramsey getting out of the water. <laughs> uh, we get a nice little scene, I think, in here too, flying to Abu Dhabi between Brian and Dom, right? Uh, do I have that right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, this was going to be one of my favorite things or maybe least favorite things. Uh, what Brian says to Dom when they're having their heart to heart on the plane. Hey, Dom. Pretty wild on that mountain, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was pretty wild. Could that have been? Maybe that was a <laughs> pretty line. Pretty wild they had on that to, mountain, huh? Maybe they had to use a line from somewhere previous. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe. But a bit of an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just dropped out of a plane. Brian just ran up the side of a tumbling bus and got saved by a drift assist. Uh, Pretty wild, huh? It's just another Wednesday (laughs) in their world, man. (laughs) Like, honestly, it's it's nothing at this point to these guys. (laughs) Okay, so... They're in Abu Dhabi. They learn, uh, you know, they got to go steal the flash drive containing the God's Eye chip from a billionaire, which is hidden in a Lycan hypersport, like in a vault, in a penthouse. We're, we get this scene. I'll keep going here and we can go back a little bit. And then with God's eye near telecommunications repeaters, Dom, Brian, Nobody, and his team track down and capture Deckard. But they're ambushed by Jaconde and his henchmen and forced to flee while Jaconde, 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 oh my God, obtains God's eye as the injured Mr. Nobody calls for medical attention. Okay, a lot going on here. Yeah. Start with the break-in scene up in the uh, the party where Roman does his work, uh, his little comedy bit on the mic, and we have Brian and Dom breaking into this into this room with help, of course, from Ramsey and Tej, and we get the flood. More flying cars going from... One tower to the next tower to the next tower. Uh, unbelievable. We had a third tower in there. Uh, JD, try and walk us through this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you washed over a lot there. Ronda Rousey yeah. shows up there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a couple of... This is this is back to me not liking this movie uh, because it's just insulting my intelligence at this point. You know, uh, again, 
What do you do with a, a state-of-the-art weapon, the surveillance tool that's never been invented before? Why, of course, you put it in your car, right? Like you install yeah. it into your car with all of your banking information and all of your other <laughs> personal microchips. That's what you do. Uh, where does this billionaire keep his car? Why, on the in the penthouse, of course, right? In his walk-in <laughs> closet, it seemed. I mean, like not even displayed. Yeah, it's nope. just. Tucked away, three point four million dollar car, whatever it's yeah. whatever it is, uh, you know. And then, of course, Vin Diesel has to lift the car for Brian to climb under it <laughs> to get it. But oh, as it turns out, eh, we could have the whole time we could have just gotten in the car and then got gone through the console. But yep. you know, why not put? Your, your main character in danger and show off uh, Vin Diesel's muscles, mm. you know, and then uh, fuck it. We're taking the car, you know? Uh, okay, great. And then there's the, it's, it's pretty cool. And you know, it's a spectacular uh, sequence with the car yeah. going, the brakes fail inexplicably. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. $3.4 million car. Yeah. First like... time they've ever had to use the brakes and they don't work. Yeah. That's right. I, I think it snapped when he ran over a terracotta warrior. <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, awful, I guess they snapped right? before that. Probably. So, yeah. Go ahead. Ronda Rousey was awful. I thought like her acting was horrible. I didn't think the fight was all that interesting other than the fact that they were in gowns. Maybe like that was the <laughs> right. only thing that really made it any different. The, yeah. the previous fight between Letty and uh, uh, Gina Carano was so much better, like uh, spectacular. This was just like, okay, uh, all yeah. right, there's a fight happening. Roman is brought in to use his mouth Again, failing miserably, like completely, like all it is is just. Whoa, wait, why is did he his... fail on this one? He brought a lot of attention to himself. Okay, at least sure. At the beginning, I know, but he it, but it would have been better if he had been funny and actually engaging. That would have been distracting. That it sure. was just pure cringe. It's like they got listen. Fast and Furious. I know you guys listen to social media and podcasts and stuff for ideas. Bring in a couple of writers. Punch up the script, guys. Like, Roman, you have... Tyrese is a huge talent. Use it. Like, make him funny. Like, he's just... He's the comedy relief, but he's just not that funny, I don't think. A lot of his lines, a lot of... Most of the dialogue in this movie, they just feel like placeholders. Like, they can't even name Mr. Nobody. It's like a placeholder and a, you know what, we'll come back to it. It'll, we'll come up with something cool and, and mysterious and, and spy-like. We'll just call him Mr. Nobody for now. And then they, they just left it as Mr. Nobody. It's just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah, feels yeah. completely, uh, it's just so lazy to me. Right, um, right. I think, you know. though, with Roman at this point now, like, they, they almost can't have funny lines for him. Like I they have to make every line this, like, cringe line for even Tej on the radio, who's very easily distracted, I will say, like, <laughs> listening to Roman. Always going like, oh, yeah. oh did no, he just he say that? Yeah. Oh, he just said that. He was like, ah, all right, focus, man. Like, uh, get to hacking. And don't, you know, like, get to hacking. Turn, yeah. turn it down a little bit, at least. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Yeah, he. I thought he did his part for at least the first part. <laughs> I did. I, I, he did distract him. Yeah, yeah T Pain pretty upset. Yeah, that's true. It was T Pain, wasn't it? Yeah, he didn't. Have, he had a line though, did he? No, yeah, I don't think weird. so. He must have had a line that got cut, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think why so. would you put him? Why in? exactly? 
Um, well, what do you think, Trey? Especially of the the flying cars from tower to tower and and getting out of there. I mean, it looks amazing. And if the reason that if the whole reason that the car is going to be up there is literally the, just this guy's a billionaire, yeah, then that's got to be the reason. Because right. why else are we jumping from? 100 story building to another 100 story building and i also do think it's kind of a i don't know if it's a twist but i don't know why i wasn't expecting him to go to the third tower you know i'm like oh they're just gonna land on the second one the first time i saw it um clearly there's three towers there so it makes sense and uh, they're lined up basically for the jump and when, you know, they finally make it to the third one and Brian's bashing on the console, he finally rips it out and they jump. I was sick to my stomach. That's one of those things, like, anytime I see a height in a movie, mm-hmm. it just makes me feel sick oh, to yeah. my stomach. And it, it hit me for sure. I'm with you, JD. I was not impressed with the Ronda Rousey fight. It looked like... 10 times more choreographed to me yeah. uh, than the Gina Carano fight from the previous movie. Like, you know, Ronda's finishing move was an arm bar for a long time. So it's like, we got to put in all this technical stuff. Whereas in Fast 6, they were just battling, like in the middle of a subway, fighting right. as hard as they possibly can. This one just looked, uh, you know, a little bit like dancing, a little bit like fight dancing mm-hmm. to me. But yeah. I don't know. Those moments flying in between... Uh, the cars don't fly going in between all the towers. It looks so cool. And I mean, this, that's what I really like about this movie is that's clearly the high point of stunt work in this one. But unlike in Fast 6, I don't feel like James Wan tries to one-up this later on. You know, uh, we get right. to this later. It's going to be basically a shootout rather than, you know, another crazy sort of stunt here. And I think that's the smart move. It's like, clearly, you're not going to be able to beat this in this movie. Right. So let's find another way to go about it. Well, yeah. yeah. The theme of this movie is definitely, uh, hey, Jack, you toddler, you're wrong. Actually, Brian, you're wrong. Cars do fly because yeah, we got a right. lot of flying cars. This one, you know, they're flying from building to building, falling out of an airplane, even Dom flying off a cliff. Dom's going to also fly his car up in the air and attach a, a bag <laughs> oh so conveniently to a helicopter. I mean, that's the theme of this one. Uh, yeah. It's like, nope, cars do fly. Watch us uh, come up with as many ways as possible to show yeah. you. Um, I was going to ask just quickly here. I know we're running long, but we have too much fun with these. Who is the best dressed? Because they had to get dressed for this mm. party. Who was the best looking of the Fast and Furious crew, JD? Oh, you know I'm a Brian man. Uh, <laughs> always looks sharp. Yeah. They all looked great, though. Yeah, oh, I, would I mean, I get I, Roman, went, Roman went with the white tux. Yeah. yeah, he had a white tux. Vin was in uh, black and white, kind of standard. Uh, wear a tie, though. Come on, man. You, yeah. You're going to a four. You're in, uh, where, where are they? Uh, Dubai? Abu Dhabi. Abu, Abu Dhabi. Dhabi. Yep. Yeah, put on a tie. Come on. You're going to a billionaire's party. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, My favorite part of the crew getting dressed up is that when they show up to uh, the prince's party, uh, they roll up in all their cars. Dom, rather than driving a classic 1970s American muscle, he's driving the new Dodge Charger because yeah. it looks a little more sleek, a little more mm. dressed up for this. That, to me, was like... His real concession to uh, luxury is like, well, I guess I can't show up with a Hemi solid block or whatever they're called. I better go with something a little bit more up to date and modern. Yeah. Also, uh, we get a shot of his feet when we're when he's in the car and he's still wearing like combat boots. They're just patent leather. It's just like, come on, just put on a pair of dress shoes. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs>
Selling a little? Yeah, cha-ching. Or a lot? <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling savory sausages or offering ostentatious oddities, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. No matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the United States, and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way, because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash nodunks, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash no dunks now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash no dunks. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So the team returns to L.A. where Dom plans to single-handedly fight Shaw alone while Letty, Brian, Tej, and Roman resolve to protect Ramsey from Jaconde. Later on, Brian promises Mia that he will fully dedicate himself to their family after he defeats Deckard and Jaconde. So, yeah, now the crew is hatching another plan, although it's, this one's pretty quick. Um, they're just sort of, they're just like overlooking, I think, the city when they're like, okay, well, how are we yeah. going to come up with this? And they're going to, they're basically going to do what you said to do all along, JD. Like, let's just oh, use, use yeah. Ramsey in this case as bait. I mean, really, you're still using Dom. I mean, Deckard wants you dead. He is seeking you out. He will he, find you. Yes, he will find you. Um, and we get the Brian calling me a you know, scene here. And, you know, if you don't hear from me in 24 hours, he says, <laughs> you know, things have, 
Things have gone bad, but Mia tells Brian they're having a baby girl. And, 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 yeah, we got a sandwich reference. (laughs) I can't believe they're doing this. It's tuna talk. Like, I am starting to realize why people love this franchise so much. Like, yeah, the stunts are cool, and, you know, Rock shows up, and Jason Statham shows up. I mean, those are badasses. That's cool. But it really is, feels like this, like... All these things we talked about in the first couple of movies, are, like that people thought were funny, or whatever, they're just they're bringing them back because the fans yeah. love them. Like you know, if I like Trey, you were there in that theater, people must have like erupted or laughed at the very least, like or oh my god, like hitting your friend next to you, like tuna sandwich. He didn't say tuna, but he said the sandwich. Yeah. That's amazing. It was such a bad sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I ate a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is so much fan service, specifically in so this much. one, I think, yeah. but yeah. I don't know. They, I would say they batted a thousand for me, uh, re-watching Seven um, again last night, and this one was one of the funniest. The fact that they even thought to bring back sandwich talk was <laughs> ludicrous to me, but I totally loved it. Somebody recently shared with us... Um, Something about uh, like what's Dom Toretto's first line in the entire Fast and Furious franchise, right. and his first line is, "Dom says to Mia, what 'Would you put in that sandwich?'" <laughs> <laughs> this whole franchise is built on those tuna sandwiches, so they had to pay it off at the end. Oh wow. God, it's it, it's truly remarkable. Uh, and again, I see why people I see why people love it. Uh, well, I'm I mean, he goes from it. they they go from talking about the sandwich. To Dom going back to thirteen twenty seven, right, and yeah. then he gets into the yeah. charger, and you're like, "We're back, baby! Yeah. Here we yeah. go." That's right. So let's go to it. This is sort of really the big final scene. Um, Jaconde pursues Brian and the rest of the team with a stealth helicopter and aerial drone. Again, back to the flying theme, JD. We are taking this into the air. Uh, right. While Ramsey is attempting to hack into god's eye because they've Mm -hmm. got it she's uh hacking into it i think it's tej's plan too or they sort of come up with it together yeah hobbs (laughs) discovers the situation while he's watching a i think a football game uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) on tv in the hospital and he leaves He's like, they need help. This is where the cast breaks off. Uh, I'm sure that got a big pop in the theater as well. Huge. I know Nora said uh, you guys were dying at the time. Daddy's got to go to work. Yeah, he leaves, <laughs> uh, helps by destroying the drone with an ambulance, just times it perfectly, uh, taking it off the top of a tunnel and, and taking it out. Brian is battling and then kills Jaconde's, um henchman in a really cool fight, I thought, because... Uh, he's got to get to another tower, another signal repeater tower. Mm-hmm. I mean, this got convoluted, but that's what he's doing. They have a great fight, though. He kills, like, that super martial artist um, by clipping him to that whatever. A that cable thing. or something? Yeah, or? To, yeah. yeah, to a cable attached to a heavyweight. A spool, spool, yeah. Gives it a kick, and boom, down goes that guy. But they also, they were that, that was the scene where they were, like, sliding down the stairs, right, on a oh, yeah. on a door. That was pretty cool. Looking. That was awesome. That, that was a wicked fight scene, I thought. So that's going on, and Brian successfully, because he kills this guy, allows Ramsey to regain control of God's Eye and then and then shut it down. So that is all going on. And meanwhile, this is all spliced together. Dom and Deckard are going one-on-one. 
in a brawl on top of a public parking garage. Now, before they got to using weapons and doing it street fight style, yeah, they smashed their cars into each other again. Oh, yeah. Dom, wisely, I will say, uh, does the old wheelie trick Mm -hmm. and puts his... (laughs) Puts the... You know, the top of his car through the windshield of Deckard's car. How he doesn't kill him, I have no idea. But they're fine. They're both actually alive in the cars and, like, shooting at each other. <laughs> like, through the cars. So so that happens. Uh, so they're fighting. They have a big fight scene between them. Jaconde intervenes and attacks them both. Because, remember, his drone got taken out. But he still has the helicopter. And Dom... This is amazing. I'm still going. Dom uses the distraction to defeat Deckard. Deckard by causing part of the parking garage to collapse beneath him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big stop. Good thing Street he had those combat wins. boots on. <laughs> that, yeah, you couldn't do that in loafers, <laughs> Oh, my foot! Ah! Uh, ah. Sprained an ankle. God, I forgot I was wearing those. Uh, Dom attempts then to crash his charger into Jaconde's helicopter, but really he's leaving a bag of grenades on the helicopter, <laughs> which Hob shoots those grenades. And that crashes it. That's a rubble on the garage and destroys, you know, the helicopter in Chikande. And my God, um, Hobbs, you know, has fallen and, and we can get to that part. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> this is long. This is very long. And these are both going on sort of simultaneously. The whole chase and the hacking part with the drone, really. And then, like I said, the, the Deckard versus Dom. JD. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, lot to unpack there. so much um listen i the hot the hot potato with ramsey what oh, right. yes. i mean you know just passing her from car to car while she's trying to hack i mean I, i've never really hacked into anything before but i don't know like i don't <laughs> think it's possible to i just don't think it's possible why why these well they're I, on the system. They're, they're, I suppose, but you're writing code, right? Like you're, you're. I've seen Mr. Robot. I've seen what's involved. It takes, it takes time and and Twinkies and hours and, and like, uh, you know, it's just. But okay, fine, fine. Sure. You know, whatever. I'm like, with you, JD. There's a lot of unbelievable stuff that happens in this last half hour. But to me, the most unbelievable thing is Ramsey getting the upload to 97 percent, getting cut off, and it just pauses there. And then she's yeah. able to come back. Yeah. She's like, oh, and there's the 3% more. Yeah. Right. I would think you would have to start all over if you're reestablishing a connection, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. Right? yeah. These guys know their stuff because even uh, the helicopter pilot or Jaconde is like, they're doing this because they got that one tower. Let's take out that one tower. Yeah. <laughs> and they take it out and that's where it stops. And then they was like, oh, Brian, you got to get to another tower. So. Yeah. I mean, the best part of all of this is The Rock is back in the movie, right? Who's been sitting in a hospital a bed while. this whole time. And, yeah. uh, you know, what a great scene of, of him just busting out of that cast. Like, you know, I mean, if you've ever yeah. broken your arm before, you know that there's just not, that's not a thing that happens, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, he should have had like a the a, a super skinny arm. That would have been hilarious, actually. Yeah, if if it was just <laughs> completely arm. skinny and atrophied, and he only had one good arm, that would have been. I would have enjoyed that. But uh, you know, I was so happy to have the Rock back in this movie, uh, even if it was you know again insulting my intelligence with the ambulance, and then can you just take a machine gun off of a drone like that? Is there a trigger? Like, 
is that if I mean if anybody just, could do it, The Rock could do it, right? But still, it's just like okay, all right, fine. I suppose I, I hated the drone so much. Yeah, everything else fine. They have the helicopter, cool. The drone, it's like it's so silly that they're outrunning a drone. It's right. just like so so dumb, and it becomes a little weird to track. I find too, and. And then how he takes it out, just perfectly jamming an ambulance off the whatever the top of the top. Uh, could have done without the drone, but I liked most of the other stuff. But take that out, and I'm a little more into it. But they obviously needed a they needed like one weapon for that team, and then another weapon that was then going to go after Dom and Deckard, I guess, at the end there, Trey. Yeah, and I think that you can tell that. The production even feels like it's a little underwhelming, the drone, because they try and call it a spaceship, and they're like, that's not a spaceship. It's a drone. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but it's basically like you're battling against a robot, so you're losing some stakes there. And I mean, it is trying to chase you down, and we have been told that the God's Eye is incredibly, incredibly dangerous, but you're also able to just, like, juke out of the way of it at the right. very last second, which is a little odd to me. So... Yeah, uh, the the drone was the worst part of this uh, because it's like there's almost no stakes. The stakes are just like, are they going to get to Ramsey or and whoever's driving her? Not likely. We already know that. Mm-hmm. So now we just have to figure out how they're going to take down a remote control car. Not quite as cool as, you know, busting down an actual helicopter with other people in it. Yeah, and I'm going to add a second part that I didn't like. I hated the drone, but... The ending where Dom drives his car up and attaches this bag of grenades. Steering it midair towards... I... <laughs> did he... <laughs> Gotta take a quick right here. Did he, throw, just... did he throw the bag on, place it on? Do we even really see that? We don't even see it, do we? We only like see... Like his he's... car just goes up by the helicopter. Yeah. Like we see him. We see him movie. grab the grenades. We see him grab them, and then it cuts away. We're on the outside, and then it just sort of passes by. And oops, there are the grenades. So the, I guess the conceit is either he tossed it, maybe trying to get it into the chopper, but it just landed on the side. And then eagle eye rock. Yeah. Oh, from- <laughs> I, that that was the crazy part to me. I was like, oh my god, we couldn't even just like have Dom blow up the helicopter by somehow attaching this bag from his car that is airborne. But no, we got to actually have the rock trigger it. I was like, I don't think we needed that assist, but like, why couldn't it, why couldn't his car with the grenades just all exploded at once? And then he still lands and he's still landing. But yeah, the rock's a good shot. Even with the, you know, one sore arm. (laughs) (laughs) That was his good arm. He was shooting right handed. So that's good. Yeah. Wild, man. Wild. Okay, so Brian and Hobbs, um, they help Letty bring out Dom's unconscious body. This is where Dom looks like he takes, like, his first L. Like, nobody's thinking he's dead, but... He's down bad. Well, Brian thought he was dead. Brian Brian thought he was dead. Is giving him CPR. Yeah. Presumably, he doesn't have a pulse. Yeah, that's true. And and he is... Brian is pissed with Letty. Come on. Put air into him. Breathe. Uh, yeah, and she's sort of, she gives up. Everybody in this franchise gives up on people oh, being totally. dead way too quick. Um, but she cradles him, mm-hmm. Dom's baby head, giant baby head, <laughs> and and then while she's doing that, 
<laughs> she fully regains her memories by remembering the wedding. I think I have that correct. Uh, uh, well, which- she 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 says that everything is flooded back, but she doesn't say when that happened. Right? Like it could have happened before or. Right. Does, does she say? I mean, she said, "I remember. I remember now, basically." And here are remember our vows that we said. And, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And that kind of thing. And so Dom has been faking it the entire time here. <laughs> That's what I thought. He's like he's like winking, like he's pretending to be dead. He's like, "Oh, she's gonna remember. I think this is gonna work. Yeah. I think this will do it." <laughs> and Holding his breath the whole time, just waiting. <laughs> Say it. Say we were married. Remember us in the white pants and the white tank top. Come on. Uh, oh my God. One of the biggest laughs of the movie, though, for me is when he finally wakes up. It's about time. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just came back from a coma. The guy was pronounced dead by Brian like yeah. one second ago, but he's back for a one-liner. I love it. I thought that was hilarious. I've just. Uh, I don't know. When did Michelle Rodriguez, when did Letty remember? There's, uh, who knows? Like, I, why? I, see, why this is why I think moment? Dom was faking. I think Dom <laughs> is faking his death right here to put her over the edge, to put her over the top in the recollection, the triggering of memories of the wedding specifically and the love and, and, and the past. And that as soon as she does, he's like, <laughs> gotcha. gotcha, I'm good. <laughs> Wow. That's what I think. That is quite the theory, and maybe you're onto something there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was just, she was just trying to keep things consistent. Look, he's dead, all right, guys? He's dead. Stop trying to save him, because yep. we don't do that in this franchise. Except, they, they did do it this one time when Mr. Nobody gets shot. Oh, Vin Diesel suddenly wants, he's learned about direct pressure. He's actually putting his hands on Mr. Nobody, a guy he just met who won't even tell him his real name and is probably going to double cross him at some point. Oh, he wants to save that guy. But Vince, no. No direct pressure for no, Vince. No, Jesse, sorry, gotta go. Vince, not a chance. Giselle, we're Giselle, not even checking. We're not even gonna check. She's still out there. Definitely dead. Like, that's 18 miles long, this runway. She's at least halfway back. I don't have the gas. Um, <laughs> Should yeah, we get no. shot? Yeah, he's he's not that far back. He fell yeah. off just, wow. just a couple wow. miles ago. Well, that's my theory that he was faking it. There. I love to, it. Like it's it's like yeah, that final final push to get Letty back to uh, <laughs> remembering the past because right away he's awake and and saying the line that uh, that TK said. And so it's it truly is amazing. So was that part of y'all's wedding vows as well? It was in mine. <laughs> if you die, I die. Yeah, you may kiss the bride. <laughs> <laughs> and then I took my necklace and placed it over Laura's head. <laughs> so bonded forever. And so then they jumped in the car and she had her feet all over him while they were driving and they went, uh, you know, kayaking, right? Yeah, it must have been. It Probably. must have been. Yeah. Well, at least we found out the significance of the of the necklace, which we hadn't really known up until now. So. Well, okay, we knew the significance was he gave it Love. to her. Yeah, but we didn't yeah. know it was the in lieu of a ring, right? A ring. Like, it yeah, has yeah. that much it's, it has a little more weight to it now that it's uh, you know, this thing that's been that's passed fair. around sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I, I I again, I said this already, the whole marriage angle so happy. Yeah. Especially after ranting on the last one about it. 
I was just dumbfounded that we uh, that we were being told they weren't married. I'm like, oh, in my notes. Okay, good. Thank you. Have uh, closed the book on that question to then later in this movie. We're actually seeing them married. It's a, it's, yeah, it's such a slow burn on that secret. And what a soap opera twist, right? Like, yeah. The Fast and the Furious sounds like a soap opera. It's like the young and the restless, restless you know, yeah. or whatever. Good Another point. world. It's just, it's, it's just gr- that part of it I do enjoy. Mm, okay. Well, Deckard is taken into custody by Hobbs, locked away in a secret high security CIA prison. Don't you worry. We're going to get more Hobbs versus Shaw. You know, he, he, I mean, doesn't Shaw basically say, like, you think this is going to hold me? Mm-hmm. Like, you think this is enough? And then I think Hobbs says, like, well, if it isn't, I'll be there to kick your ass or whatever yeah. the hell the rock says. eight feet of concrete <laughs> and steel. You make it through that, I'll be waiting on the other side with the body bag. <laughs> to lay off the smackdown! <laughs> Man, we got to see the rock versus uh, Shaw at WrestleMania, like one of these times, mm, yeah. just just lean into it, Vince. Uh, no, not that Vince, the other Vince, Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll get to Hobbs and Shaw later. The rest of the team relaxes on a tropical beach. Brian and Mia play with their son Jack, while Dom, Letty, Roman, Tej, and Ramsey look on. Yeah, Ramsey is, I guess, part of this squad now, acknowledging how happy Brian is. Yeah, he's retired. He's with his family. Dom drives away. Brian catches up. And as Dom recalls his memories with Brian, we, we get the montage here of, of actually Paul Walker, of course, playing Brian O'Connor throughout these movies, uh, throughout the franchise. The two bid each other farewell and they drive off in separate directions, mm. which I'm, I didn't check, but JD, that's the opening scene from The Shining, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, actually. I think think it might be the exact road. Wow. So does that mean Fast and the Furious is in the shining there somehow? Anyway. um, Easy. Yeah, so we sort of talked about this at the the beginning of this podcast, which was almost two hours ago, but this this ending scene, Trey, anything to add to... To, to how they did it. We all seem to be fans of it at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, I can't imagine your opinion has changed here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had actual goosebumps on my leg. I looked down, I was like, oh, I got chills. And I had seen it before, and obviously we all know the story of what's happened mm-hmm. uh, off screen. And I don't know, it's like a, a combination of, wow, they did a great job of wrapping up this storyline for Brian. This is the perfect send-off. Like, literally, you get to go and be with your family. You've told us for seven movies family is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. We're actually seeing somebody retire and also a sick feeling at the same time, right? Because you're like, that did not happen in real right, life. Right. Um, yeah. But the Wiz Khalifa kicks in and like, yeah. it's the perfect song. Uh, yeah. They went back and asked him to re-record it uh, or to record it for this and I don't know, it hits. It definitely does. I thought it was such an emotional moment and such a change for the franchise to end something on an emotional moment because usually mm-hmm. it's like, Here's the end of the heist. Here's the end of uh, the crazy stunts we pulled. Here's how we ended up getting away. And this is actually something that's, you know, tugging at the heartstrings, which we haven't seen yet thus far. I do have one question, JD. Was Dom dreaming of Brian pulling up in the car beside him? Because I found that weird if that was real, you know, quote unquote real. This is a movie. Um, Right, right. Because he's with his family, he's there. They're at the beach. Mm -hmm. Jack and Jack and me are not with him in the vehicle when he when he pulls up. So I was wondering. Was yeah. that because uh, that's right? Along with the montage of uh, you know the previous 
six films up to this point uh, yeah. of Paul Walker in it. I, I don't know. I think possible. I, yeah, it was very ethereal, very dreamlike. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they were... Well, it's possible and uh, probably even more fitting, I suppose, because he does leave. Why would Brian leave the beach, I guess? But yeah. who cares at that point? You know, it's uh, we're now just... It's a tribute to Paul Walker. And as I said before, I thought it was very tasteful and and very well done. It was, it was the best they could have done, I think, under the circumstances. So that is the movie. That is Furious 7. It was for Paul. Uh, it says right after it, there are no you know mid-credit scenes or end-credit scenes. With this one, we leave it there. The fast, my God, the fast part of this. Favorite scene, favorite car, favorite quote. JD, you go first. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I've gone over my favorite stuff. I I think uh, I loved I loved the the first fight between The Rock and uh, Deckard Shaw. There, mm-hmm. um, they definitely have chemistry when they're fighting, and uh, I can't wait to see them in Hobbs and Shaw. Um, you mean just- at WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> I would go see that. I would see that. Um, And, uh, you know, Trey mentioned, uh, you guys were talking about how uh, The Rock is just becoming The Rock. And that's good. That's great. I love that. But The Rock is great. Uh, He's super charismatic. Um, and, uh, and I'm looking forward. I'm hoping The Rock is in future. Well, he's obviously in Hobbs and Shaw, but I don't know if he's in the next one. Um, but, uh, yeah, other favorite scenes, the, the car, the, the whole set piece of the, uh, the, the, the cars parachuting and that whole stuff that we talked about, it was, it was great. And the practical effects and the stunts I enjoyed. Um, and that's as far as I can, I like the tribute at the end. Uh, Again, I thought it was fitting. Um, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't like this movie if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, we know you don't have a favorite quote because you didn't like mm. most of the lines that were written in this, but, no. uh, Trey, uh, scene car quote, uh, this is the fast portion. What do you got? Well, I do think the three big scenes are all bangers. Dropping the cars out of the plane. Yep. Awesome. You're adding in the driving down the mountain, Brian running up the bus. I love the skyscraper jumping. That's a Mount Rushmore stunt for me. They nailed the ending with Brian. Things I also like. Tej getting to do more stuff like mm-hmm. he's just been kind of you know like stuck in a building for the majority of this franchise and we we're almost led to believe this guy will not drive anymore and suddenly he's leading the caravan I thought that was great his little fight scene is pretty funny and I do love the scene when Dom meets Hobbs's daughter in the hospital I think that's great oh, yeah. Yeah. and she says to Dom my dad says he kicked your ass once, and Dom responds, your dad's on heavy pain meds. I can understand <laughs> if his memory is a little hazy. Dom doesn't even lose an imaginary fight in nope. this. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was great. A little way to humanize Hobbs and get some good jokes in uh, between those two. So those were big time scenes uh, for me. And then I honestly love how Seth self-referential this is. They bring back Race Wars and Hector, Letty, undefeated on screen. We've got a Tokyo Drift extended scene. We've got so many cross necklaces. We've got Corona (laughs) versus Belgian Ale, a running joke in this movie. At one point, Roman runs down his list of feats and even mentions, we shot one of the largest airplanes ever out of the sky. There's a moment when Brian looks at the camera and says, just when you didn't think it could get any better, huh? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, at one point, Brian is being chased by a drone, and he says, I'm going old school. He goes underneath the semi. Yeah, we yeah. hadn't seen it for that a while. Good. Dom and Shaw, they're racing in a parking garage. That's basically Tokyo Drift. Even the way that they switch out um, Ramsey at one point, 
they switch her out in cars underneath a bridge. I'm like, that's how you did it in Fast Five. That's yeah, how you yeah. switched the safe. Everything that we have seen in the first six movies, it feels like they found a way to touch on it. And considering that this is an end of an era for Fast and Furious, I'm like, the more the merrier at that point for me. Put in all these meta references because we've put in the work to be able to watch this. Yeah, we watched Los <laughs> Bandoleros. So when you're referring yeah. to something that happened in a 20-minute short that you probably shouldn't have put your eyes on, it makes me feel good that I actually did. It's a great point. Uh, do, do you have a favorite quote? From the entire movie. Well, my favorite quote from the entire movie, the number one line for me is, this time, it ain't just about being fast. Mm, People forget about the furious. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I liked, uh, (laughs) I like when Dom, when they're trying to break out the, well, they're trying to get the chip out of the, uh, you know, expensive car in the penthouse. Says nothing sadder than locking a beast in a cage. <laughs> and then of course they uh, they unleash it. Yeah, and he takes it. Flying. Time to unleash the beast. Oh man, that's incredible. Uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of the scenes you guys said are, are some of my favorites as well. Okay, so the Furious, JD, you got to pick one dumbest scene or or. Or something else you really did hate about this movie. Yeah, I've already gone over it, but the dumbest scene to me is is it is the building. Uh, the, everything that happens in that building uh, is is just other than the car going from building to building. Right. It's just uh, you could have been a little bit creative. Like, why not have the car in the garage? But then they somehow end up in the elevator and they're trapped, and then they have to jump. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm simple stuff that they could have just addressed but they just didn't bother it's just i just felt like the whole thing was just so i don't know i mean i know that they had to rewrite stuff but i feel like there wasn't much of a script there to begin with really you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's just uh but yeah that part that scene i was just ugh i couldn't stand but jd i mean we've learned they basically work backwards with these huge stunts they're like hey it'd be pretty cool if a fast car flew from that building to that building to that sure. building. Sure. Okay. Well, now how we got to get it there and why are we doing it? And like, ah, let's try and fill in the pieces. No, right. It could be, but it I, could but be I, done better, but yeah. It, yeah. Like some thought could go into it. I mean, in the same, a movie the same year, Mission Impossible, you have Tom Cruise. I think on that exact same building. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Uh, you know, well, we, we want to have him on the outside of a building. It's all plausible how he gets there and why he's doing it. Why can't the Fast and Furious franchise put that much effort? I wish they put as much effort into creating the stunts into the setup to the stunts. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, yeah, just, it think, would make I it think more they've enjoyable. learned that it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I am, ju- I am uh, Homer Simpson at Moe saying, you lost yourself a customer. <laughs> But nobody, don't listen to me. 1.5 billion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So what, yeah, what, so how, what are the numbers looking like for Furious 7? Oh, we've done 1.5 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about that producer uh, for that one NBA podcast? Did he see it? Did he like it? Oh, God, he does not like it. Uh, this is a failure. It's a complete failure. Shut the whole thing That's down. That's right. Yeah, no, no, you're right. You're right. Um, okay, Trey, uh, dumbest scene or something you hated. Well, I'm with JD. I think you mentioned it in the last episode. Just you're not a big fan of amnesia storylines. No. And I'm with you. And this it basically lasts for two movies, Letty's. And then it pays off at the end where suddenly she has had this uh, awakening and it brings Dom back to life. I, 
Did I have a sick feeling to my stomach and a feeling of happiness for Dom and Letty to be reunited and find out they were married? Yes, 100% I did, but also completely silly. So I can't say I totally hated it because it paid off for me, but a super silly way for like the one time it seems like Dom Toretto might have had something bad happen to him for suddenly his wife to completely remember their past together, which brings him back to life. Super far-fetched. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a that's the tough part with an amnesia storyline is eventually that person has to remember, and then it's just like, okay, you just remembered. Uh-oh. Yeah. I wish you cool. would have remembered like 45 minutes earlier. We might have been able to avoid all of this. I will say the single scene that I hated the most uh, is when Dom is fighting Shaw on top of the parking garage, and he does a Superman punch. And his Superman punch just looks so weird. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like flailing in the air when he does it. Like when when Paul Walker did it, it looked cool. Ronda Rousey obviously nails hers uh, because she's a real fighter. I think Jason Statham gets one in at some mm-hmm. point. Yeah. So to me, it was like Vin Diesel's like, hey, Superman punch looks awesome. I'm gonna try this. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite the same. Not as cool. <laughs> yeah. Stick to the headbutts, man. Yeah, he's all about yeah. the headbutts. Yeah. Um, I, I think my least favorite thing about this movie was the second villain, Jaconde. Mm. I, I, I don't... Re- I mean, look, he, he plays a part. I get it. Um, to try and, like, foil their plans and this whole God's Eye thing. But for such a great actor that they have as this guy, like, it could have been anybody. Yeah. Playing this, like, you're totally wasting, uh, I think, uh, an actor like him to, that is playing Jaconde. So He must have, like, seven lines. Oh, yeah. He Maybe. Any, a lot of them in the helicopter, mm-hmm. I think, at the end, too, where he's just, like, giving directions <laughs> and stuff like that. What? <laughs> they actually, <laughs> the helicopter pilot had a surprising amount of lines. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Very <laughs> important. Like, yeah, they were, like, a little back and forth, those two, and trying to figure out the drones and, and the towers and the helicopters and God's Eye and all that. So I just didn't, I just didn't like... I like. I wanted Decker to be the man, and at a certain point, like he is, but like there's then this guy, and yeah. like it's it got convoluted. Like I said, I didn't love the ending with. Uh, I didn't love a lot of the ending actually with drones. I'll even say I I I wasn't all that impressed with the fight between Deckard and Dom at the end. No. Like it wasn't that great, and we we talked about the silly car flying and putting the grenades on. So. Just the ending, which I feel like is becoming a theme <laughs> with uh, what I dislike about a lot of these movies. It's like how they end up ending it, but whatever. Uh, it was just a little uh, a little too much with this secondary bad guy. Eh, Could have done without it. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's rate this. I know we're over two hours here. Let, let's rate this movie, throw it in our leaderboard rankings and stuff like that. And if you have any other random observations you want to throw in, have at it, JD. Yeah, I, uh, I'm giving this a 5.5. Um basically for the tribute to Paul Walker uh, to I enjoyed uh, I did as a fan I've, I'm going to call myself a fan of this franchise oh, wow. because you know why not uh, we're watching all of them <laughs> I'm in uh, I enjoyed uh, all the fan service that I got I enjoyed Kurt Russell being introduced I wish they had actually given him a name instead of a placeholder but that's <laughs> fine uh, I like his smarmy charm uh, I didn't like that uh, The Rock wasn't in it, and I didn't like, uh, you know, uh, I felt like a toddler. I felt like a toddler, but was too, but too old to be spoon fed. You know what I mean? Like uh, <laughs> the last movie, I was really enjoying being spoon fed. I bought into the here it comes, here comes the train, <laughs> boom, 
And now I'm just like, can you fuck off with the train already? Like, I know it's pablum, well, now it's and I don't point. like it. I don't like what you're what you're serving me because it's it's preposterous. And I know that this is a preposterous uh, franchise, but you know, uh, I th- you can still inject some logic into certain things. I mean, you know. Uh, you're insulting me. I'd feel insulted. So uh, I'm mad at my boyfriend. So 5.5. So my leaderboard is number one is Fast 6. Number two is Tokyo Drift. Fast 5 next. Fast 7. So it's right in the middle. Above Fast 1. And then Fast 4. And then Too Fast, Too Furious will live at the bottom forever. Okay. So you got this uh, basically right in the middle. Right smack dab in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Um well, Trey, where, where do you have Furious 7 on your leaderboard? Is it one of the best, one of the worst, or uh, like JD, somewhere in the middle? Well, JD, if you're upset with your boyfriend, I'm Mr. Steal Your Film, because this is a 10 for me. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. This, this is challenging five for my favorite. Uh, I can't believe how much I liked it rewatching it. I want my Fast and Furious to continually build so that the climax is at the end. And when I've been thinking back, you know, I don't know, we go and record these podcasts and then I start thinking, I'm like, man, I really gave Fast and Furious a six. I feel I, like I felt bad. I felt bad, like insulting Vin Diesel. I'm like, sorry, man, I've been, I've been with you for so long at this point. I'm giving you a six. But the same problem for Fast 6 and Fast 4 for me was that the last stunt was the worst stunt. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're right. building, building, building. You know, if you would have asked me uh, after the tank sequence in Fast 6, like, what are you at? I'm like, I'm, I'm easily at a nine at this point, but... Just a dud, and with uh, with the dark plane and the long runway, just mm-hmm. I just didn't love it. And it's similar in Fast Four. It's like they do the mountain race, and then the finale again is the mountain race. Now here, I do think that the last stunt is probably the least impressive uh, compared to the skyscraper and compared to uh, falling out of the plane. But James Wan's able to save it because they've got this incredible tribute to Paul Walker at the right. end. And it's like, wow, okay, we're mm-hmm. finally getting an emotional ending to a Fast and Furious movie. That was a big time change for me. So this is my third 10 of the series. Puts this up as a top tier Fast movie. I got five, one, and seven in the top tier. And then the midfield, four, three, six, and number two, mm. pulling in last still. Yeah. Okay, okay. I will say, when you were saying you disliked the ending... They run into a problem this franchise does because they want these characters to keep coming back, and that usually includes the bad guy, who, mm-hmm. I will be honest, Jason Statham, awesome. Deckard Shaw, I'd want, I want to see more of them. But it would have been a badass ending of them killing him with them redoing the chicken scene, but him doing the wheelie and putting his tire right through his head. Mm. That actually would have been a badass ending. Like, and yeah. it's like, you know, Dom, it's like a great callback to Dom doing wheelies. And it's like thinking outside the box a little bit. And you think they are just going to smash again. Like that would have been cool. But then, you know, look, he's dead. Then if the tire goes through his head, right. the car goes through his head. Uh, <laughs> instead, now he's just falling down in this rubble and, and they literally just go and get him. That's the funny part of this, too. Like, this guy's, like, the badass of all badasses. And, well, we got him. He fell a lot of stories there under a lot right. of rocks. And we'll just pull him <laughs> out and put him in a detention center. And then we'll have to fight him again. Um, I like this movie. I think a big part of it is the the four Paul and how they did it and how they handled it. It was touching. Yeah, I wasn't. 
I wasn't crying by any means, but I was like, man, I've watched a lot of movies with this guy. Yeah. We had a lot of jokes about him, and he's been pretty entertaining throughout the whole thing, and it's tragic how he did die, but they did handle it well. I hate the ending, like most of them, but high on it overall. I'm going to give it an eight. Ooh. Yeah, okay. which uh, for me, and I don't have it, because like you guys, I forget to do this part. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's very high. That might be one of the best scores I've given. So it's, yeah, it's, I it's, think so. It's in the upper tier for me, for Furious 7. Uh, okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I definitely liked it more than than 6. I know, I know that. So hopefully the, the scores reflect that. We'll have to make sure. Okay. So let's wrap this up by looking ahead to the next one, because we're not done. Trey, uh-uh. the eighth installment from this franchise is the fate of the furious uh what do we need to know going into this one well the question with any fnf movie is how can you top the previous one and the answer Mm -hmm. is always more action and more stars and we on the action front we've gone from cars to boats to planes to helicopters drones and cars flying through the air many different ways but there are still a few more extreme modes of transport left to explore they do that in fate of the furious as for the stars we've gone from just basically vin paul and michelle rodriguez to adding tyrese and ludicrous and the rock and jason statham and kurt russell skeets you asked do they just keep adding stars in this movie yeah they do (laughs) and there's lots of major major names who come into the fastiverse in fate of the furious but of course it's not just about new names some old names are back as Ooh. well, buddy. Santos? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. He'll nice. be back. Uh, Santos coming back. Ah, yeah, nice. sweet. And what's his buddy's name? The, uh, Leo. Oh, Leo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leo, Leo and Santos, they're back. All right. As for the plot, well, you know, Dom is all about family. Let's just say that is put to the test mm. in Fast 8. Hmm. So somebody, somebody turning on him or something here, JD. Somebody Someone. turning on him. Interesting. You would say it that way. Oh, this is where, this is we got to get a brother coming in here. I, mm. I know, I know. A new I only know that. I only know this because I remember seeing something in doing research for one of the movies that we've done, obviously, where it said something like it was a goof, maybe that Dom. He alluded to Mia being his only sibling. And and then it said something like, that's not true. He yeah, Mia up. says, uh, I think it's in Fast Forward. Mia says, how do you say goodbye to your only brother? Mm. But, I mean, I don't think this is a spoiler. It's Fast 9 that the that the mystery brother comes in. Oh, oh okay, 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 okay. But there's okay. a lot, there's a lot oh, of family God. drama in Fate of the Furious as well. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, we'll be watching. And we'll be podcasting about it. The Fate of the Furious, the eighth movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Let us know what you thought of Furious 7, though. Uh, you can tweet at us at NoDunksInc. You can email in nodunks at theathletic.com. Put Fast Friends in the subject header. Or, hey, leave your comments below this YouTube video if you uh, are subscribed and watching on YouTube. A long one, but don't worry. This was the longest movie I think they've done so far. Yeah. So, uh, It it only makes sense here with Fast Friends. Guys, always a blast. We'll see you next week. Take care.
Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app.